All right, hello, welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. We are playing Twilight Imperium or Embers of the Imperium tonight, continuing and finishing uh, our little trilogy of sessions here. Uh, we are down in Aaron, uh, as he couldn't make it today, but Long has uh, has decided to step in. Uh, we didn't really want him to join. We were fine with going with four, uh, but as as we know, he can be very uh, very disgruntled. Uh, and so uh, we let him let him come play. Uh, but he's going to be taking over the role of Murtaugh, one of the uh, surviving uh, science team members that we've uh, we've met so far. Uh, and uh, we just gave him the, an explanation of how to play the game about five minutes ago. So this is, uh, is going to be pretty good. going to be pretty good. Uh, and uh, do we want to do actual intros? I don't think we want to do actual intros. Let's just jump right in. Let's just okay. go. All right. Let's just rip it. So... Uh, and we'll we'll do kind of like a montage thing. You can kind of introduce your characters as we as we do some some other things and such. So, uh, quick summary. So we everyone's on the same page with where we've we're at. You are a Kellerus team, which means that you are special agents. You're working for a, the Galactic Council. You're attempting, generally speaking, to keep the peace, to avoid wars, all that kind of stuff. This uh, this little arc that we've been doing, you've been tasked with escorting a science team to the Mergallon Cluster. Uh, but, uh, and you learned last time that the team believes that it can predict the whole point of the science team is that it can predict where this mythical gamma wormhole will open next is the, the, the wormhole, the rumors were that it exists, but that no one really knew where it opened. And not only do, can they predict where it's going to open, but they can possibly stabilize it. And so that was like the big thing with them. Uh, a cult of Vulwraith, uh, worshipers faked a Kellerus alert and, uh, distracted you all or brought you to the planet Bareg. Uh, which was like this icy mining outpost. And they used that alert as a distraction to abduct your science team and steal a bunch of their wormhole tech. Uh, evidence eventually led you all to a research assistant that was on the team that was uh, secretly a member of the cult. That was the, that was the mole basically helped facilitate that abduction. You also learned that the kidnappers, these cultists had recently been to Wellen. As you looked at some of their navigational data, they were at Wellen, which is this industrial planet that uh, is known for its floating cities, helium mines, and advanced cybernetics. And there was also specifically connections to uh, a person by the name of Bertod Reek, uh, who is CEO of Coil Cybernetics, uh, who apparently has a very devoted following, who sees him as a visionary, iconoclast, not just in cybernetics, but like this anarchical descent uh, against the Galactic Council. There was all these different speeches of him speaking some really strange, far out there concepts, trying to bring down the very notion of space empires. Uh, and so we ended with you all traveling to Wellen. Uh, and we, the last image we saw is you guys kind of entering the atmosphere. We see these floating cities and you head uh, to the uh, to the capital city uh, of Azur Glide is the name of this uh, this one floating city you're at. Uh, where apparently the kidnappers, the escort fighters, originated from Reek Sky Palace uh, in this particular city. So that's where we're going to pick up. So uh, as a way of kind of smashing together a start to the session and kind of introducing your characters, let's sort of, let's say that you all land. You go through your proper clearances, you're in the spaceport, no real issues, bustling kind of symphony of, of sounds, uh, kind of unfolds between various spaceport commands, uh, multicultural workers and, and people coming and going onto, onto public and private transport. 
you can see that there's all sorts of spacecraft that are coming and going, going, gliding along these sky lanes above the above the city, traveling to other islands that are uh, that are in the atmosphere or going up into orbit. Uh, you can see there's a bunch of vendors as well in the spaceport trying to sell you this or that exotic sense, holographic displays, things like that. Uh, all these different advertisements for for local restaurants, cybernetics warehouses, sightseeing. A lot of it is branded with that coil image, uh, and you can see it here. Almost every, every two out of three, every three advertisements seem to incorporate it. There's maintenance drums that are humming all over the place. There's technician SAR, NASROCA. You can hear these soft melodies kind of intermingling with these loud announcements. And you see like this welcome sign says, welcome to Azure Glide, where the future meets the heavens, which is sort of the, the slogan for the city. So we'll say you all get here and generally you're, 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 you're trying to figure out, you know, how, you know, where did your, where did your people go? Were they taken here? How do you access, you know, Reek, Coil, the Sky Palace, that kind of stuff. Uh, so as a way of, of sort of starting on to that, why don't we go around? What are you doing as you arrive when you first arrive? How are you kind of trying to, uh, to sort of progress this search? How are you trying to uncover more details about your missing people or about Reek or about Coil? What is the first, what are the first couple of things that you all do to continue your investigation? So if anyone has an idea, you can start or I can just roll random, whatever you prefer. What are we thinking? Do random. Random it is. Okay. So. Let's see. Uh, Koi. We're going to start with old Koi. Evan, what would Koi do as one of the first things when they arrive within uh, Azure Glide? So I was thinking, since we do have a prisoner, I was thinking maybe a classic interrogation to get some information out of her and just to, you know, maybe some things that she didn't say to us, we might be able to kind of suss out that could give us a little more information about our people in specific specifically okay so we'll say on the we're on the ship still uh we haven't necessarily i mean i'm assuming that's where the interrogation is happening you're, you're kind of doing it still on your ship you haven't quite left the spaceport uh you have got this research assistant uh, manacled uh, maybe krieg is there with you as well what why don't we go ahead we'll do a roll and then you figure out what kind of questions you're trying to get answers to um okay so take whatever tactic that you want to take in terms of social, and then we'll follow up with some questions. All right. I will roll some coercion. Sounds good. Or try to at least. Two successes. Okay. Uh, what, so, so what would we say is like the kind of information Koi is looking to get from the research assistant? Like what, what um, I think the, she, what she cares about most is the members from the science team. So since they, she clearly knows they were taken, where would they go? Like where did they go to another science lab somewhere? Is that like underground? Is it somewhere public? You know, where would they take them for? you know, further research to further their goals, essentially. Okay. So I would say, I mean, how, how, when you, when you're being co and you're, you're using coercion, like, is, are you getting physical with it or is it just like, just constant pestering of questions over like the several days worth of travel between Varig and here? 
Is it just question? No, I think question? she's pretty physical with her. Okay. She's trying to get the answer quickly because she thinks time is at the essence. So yeah, we see in this secluded area of the cargo bay, we see Krieg nearby. You're, you know, you rough her up a little bit here and there. And she's you can tell, I mean, you can tell definitely that she is she is deranged. Like there's, it's not like something is amazing that she was able to suppress that and actually come across for so long as just this, this normal seeming, you know, nerdy research assistant. And she spouts all manner of like this strange rhetoric about the abyss, about legions like coming through. And like, you've heard some of this over and over again, the idea of, of these other, this extra dimensional species, but over, over the days, uh, as you're pressing, she does eventually begin to, to sort of let some of it slip out. And she talks about how, you know, how reek, you know, how this, how the leader, as I, she regularly, regularly refers to him as how she, how he's, he's going to, to open a gateway and the Legion will come through and, and people will see. And so she's constantly mentioning that like, and she references a ship that uh, that Reek uses. Like this, it looks on the surface like a cruise liner, like something like you know a space yacht that any old rich person would do. But it's it's, it's been specially modified in some ways uh, to sort of use various wormhole tech. And so you get the sense that it's that specific ship that she's referring to. Is that's probably where they've been taken, and how the the little pieces, the missing pieces of whatever he needed to try to open up those rifts might be what's in some of this tech that, that you guys took or they, uh, they stole from you guys. Um, and you got a second success. So if there's another piece of information that you're looking for, you probably get it too. If there's anything mm, else. I, I mean, I'm going to go with the assumption that that's not like a public yacht. Um, so yeah, maybe, how high of like a member do you have to be to be have access to that place? Or is there like some sort of, you know, tiers to like this cult? Uh, there are tiers to the cult for sure. Like, uh, and you get the sense that she is decently high up. Uh, but I would say that you also, at, at some point in the conversation, you might even slip forth the, you know, the, the actual name, it's called the rhinestone. And like, that's the name of, of the ship. And, you know, some quick checking without needs for roles, like just checking database, even connecting the, the ship computers and the savants to, uh, to the actual networks of, uh, of Wellen. Like it's a well-known ship, like it is well-known, but like she mentioned, it certainly feels like like it's being at least portrayed as like a Playboy's type type vessel and not this other thing. But she seems convinced that it's it's not what it appears to be, that it's more there's more to it. All right. So so that's what Koi's been doing probably as the ship comes down, kind of get these last bits of information going through the the computers, looking into that. Uh Let's see, who would we want to go with next? Um, Piri, what would Piri be doing? Either, 
I mean, this could be as you're traveling to get here. This could be immediately upon landing. This could be even within a few hours after landing, exploring the city. Like I'm open to basically anything. We can kind of montage this however we want. So what would Piri be doing to try to help facilitate this, find out information? So Piri is hungry. So we've been traveling. We are now in a new location. And so okay. one of the first things that she is going to do is she wants to get some information on, you know, like a restaurant or food truck or somewhere that she can um, get some local food um, and then kind of strike up conversations. Right. So there, there's certainly like in the spaceport itself, uh, there is there it's, it's again, it's very metropolitan in some ways. It's, it's actually very, very nice. Like the city seems to be well-funded. Like you can tell just from the spaceport getting off of it, it looks to be, uh, it looks to be a city for those who are affluent in some ways. Like you don't really see any immediate signs of um, of anything below like kind of mechanic blue collar. You see that. You don't see any like destitute. You don't see any vagrants. You don't see there's no panhandling or anything going on. But right in the middle of the spaceport, there definitely is a uh, uh, there's the presence of of a diverse um series of, of stalls. It's not like these major restaurants or anything, but you can see it's more for people coming off the station, you know, off a ship, just like you. And they're trying to take advantage of that long travel or trying to get people impulse buying before they get on a ship for long travel. Mm -hmm. So there's stuff like that that you could easily do. Yeah. If that you, works. And if you, but if you wanted to look for more like established restaurants, there's plenty of advertisements that you're seeing pop up as you pass through like security checkpoints or as you just stand and wait in line to get cleared, you can see certain things pop up here and there. Uh, there's a, like it looks, you see multiple times a reference to this really high class establishment, not just in terms of its social class, but in terms of its physical height in the city called the cloud serpent. Um, there is, you can see in some of the, in some of the grimer areas, places that aren't, it's not as prominent. There's a place called Alloy that is referenced uh, quite frequently. Uh, and so those are probably two names that you would see pop up in terms of in the city of Welland. No, no, no role required for that. That's just all like obvious scene, obviously seen. So with that, with those choices, where would Piri be going to try to gain some, some info? Uh, okay. So, uh, Piri was, uh, kind of going to go to one of the stalls and then starts kind of seeing the flashing lights for all of the kind of signs and everything. And she's going to like, oh, high up, high up. Uh, Cloud Serpent. Yes, Cloud Serpent. That sounds great. High up, high up. Okay, so you want to go and visit this high-class establishment. So you leave the spaceport. When you do, uh, you know, and again, and anyone who wants to be with her, just say so and, and you're there. Uh, but you can see that there are just, when you step out of the spaceport, which is kind of isolated somewhat uh, on one side of this, this this floating island, there are skyscrapers that are just towering all over. And they reach so far up that you start, you can't even really see the top. Cloud cover sweeps in. And you can see there's all sorts of reflective glass. There's holographic imaging. You can see even just looking up, you're being bombarded with various advertisements just, just looking up. You can see that there are tram lines that are sweeping around the city in these like kind of figure eight patterns here and there moving uh, with great amount of speed. And then even on the lower level where you're at, uh, as you leave the spaceport, this, there's plenty of like bustling like 
bustling activity. We just lost Ashley. I thought it was Stephen for sure, but we oh, lost gosh. Ashley. I'm upset, but I'm so <laughs> relieved it's not me. <laughs> right? Wow. All right. Uh, so anyhow, I'm going to keep talking and we'll deal with it. So you can see that there's there's all, there's like tram lines for travel. There's there's you know, there's basically pedestrian activity. But once more, like just immediately looking around, you don't really see any signs uh, that you can tell of, of, of like any kind of destitute nature. So we'll say, yeah, you head up to the Cloud Serpent. It is a fairly high class establishment. You you can see that there is a there is most certainly a um, an attire requirement. So you have to sort of be dressed sort of particular way. Uh, but even just hearing like rumor mill about it, it's a place like for fairly influential kind of political social figures are up there. So I'm going to need a roll from you to see if you can even kind of get in there, to be honest. Uh, oh dear. <laughs> yeah. What kind of role do you need? I mean, I'll take anything. It's really just a social skill role, really. An uh, outfit role? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll take any social skill. So if, you, if you're looking to charm your way in there, if you're looking to lie your way in, you know, you can do deception or... I'll do deception. Yeah. Okay. So you can roll it and then you can describe what lie or deception are you trying to piece together that gets you up into the, uh, up into the cloud serpent. Uh, that's two successes. Okay, so who do you say you are, or what you know? Who, how do you portray yourself as to get up there? Uh, so I am going to say that kind of on my way in, I've kind of done a little bit of research, and so I'm looking for someone that is. Um, oh, I'm blanking here. Um, Reek adjacent. So there's someone who's sort of in the orbit of uh, this Mr. Reek individual that's not like him necessarily, but sort of someone that's kind of known to be connected with him, but is a little bit, you know, kind of on the outskirts. And so I am going to say that um, I have been sent here to um, kind of do, basically like I'm their assistant and like it, I need to, you know, kind of come here and make sure that everything is going to be ready for their upcoming reservation that they have okay. in the next couple of weeks. Okay. So you're doing like literally a, like you're saying you're doing some sort of inspection. All right. Right. Okay. Uh, all right. So they're a little alarmed at first because they haven't been notified. And so the fact that you're like bringing this up, like you can see them going through their savants, you can go, they're going through their, their various devices and they're like, we, we have no, we have no record of this. Mr. Reek didn't, didn't tell us this, uh, his offices or, or anything. We were, were totally unprepared. If, of course we are welcome. Is it, is it, is it his usual individual party? Uh, is it, is it, uh, you know, and so they start asking questions as if this has happened before. Like, is it, is it going to be him and his usual, his usual group? Are there, are there, are there others? Uh, no, this is, uh, Mr. Uh, Ksu. Uh, will not be with uh, Mr. Reeks this time. It's Mr. Ksu. Um, uh, but I'm making a note that you did not have note of this. So, oh, okay, uh, we'll, do, we'll, we'll, we'll move on. We, we can accommodate. No, not, not an issue at all. Um, and so they are scrambling between trying to accommodate you, but at the same time trying to express their annoyance at the, 
uh, at, at not being believing that they're not they haven't been told at a time so now that you've gained access perry is there anything in particular you're trying to accomplish here other than gaining access uh trying to kind of get a sense of um when um oh gosh there goes steven <laughs> <laughs> when uh, Mr. Reek might have been here before, uh, when Mr. Reek might be due to come back. Um, so kind of just trying to get a sense of, you know, do they tend to come, you know, kind of once a month? Do they have, you know, kind of regular groups they come? And so trying okay. to kind of see what kind of information they may share. Favorite um, foods, what t tends to be on the menu, things to avoid, allergies, you know, kind of all those things. Okay. Like okay. I have like related that info. I'm just going to give you something. I don't have Reek's allergies. <laughs> Sorry. That's a, not a in my prep notes. allergy. Uh, yeah. Really, really got a peanut allergy. He's definitely uh, vegan. So. He's totally vegan. Uh, I'll say this. A couple of things that you learn. Uh, you learn that, first of all, he, he hasn't actually come very frequently. He has in the past, but he hasn't anytime recently uh more often than not it's more of a catering service where parts uh you know like they like the, the cloud serpent sends some of their staff to his palace where he takes all his meals or uh in the in there were times in the past prior to his his most recent like outer rim venture uh, where they would actually give you know they would actually go on to the ship sometimes when he would be doing these sort of cruises of the solar system uh, they would go on the rhinestone from time to time and they would cater it for some of the higher ups. But it's been quite some time uh, since they've done that. But they they have done catering for him. And it's, a, and it's a whole manner of thing. Now, in terms of local delicacies, there really aren't any. Uh, this this is a place that is, there's a lot of the stuff that's manufactured here is is really like more lab grown uh, as this, the way this, the way this actual planet is. There's not a ton of, of native uh, animal or plant life that is that is particularly noteworthy. Um, so usually they're either bringing stuff in or they're manufacturing it in labs. Okay, let's keep it going. Let's kick over to Ashley. Ashley, since you're here, what has Saw been doing as Saw part of Saw Elana, she needs to do some reconnaissance. So she is leaving the ship. She is walking along. She is viewing every other dock, seeing if she can notice anything weird. She's looking for the rhinestone. Okay. Uh, uh, sure. Yeah. So you just want to do, are you doing just like a, like a physical observation? Is this? Is, yeah. Is she's walking around like she's being a tourist, uh, ooing and eyeing as she's viewing these okay. beautiful ships. Uh, I mean, perception seems like kind of what you're going after here. If you want to give that a that a roll, and we'll, okay. we'll go from there. Uh, let's see. The technical issues that this little three session <laughs> game has faced is more than the total amount of technical issues all of our other streams over the past two years have had combined. <laughs> like it's insane. It's really true. Absolutely insane. <laughs> I'm Between the first it. session, why I had all those things going on with Foundry and a few other stuff, like, ah. Uh. My gosh, you uh, said the words. That's why it failed. I know. I got two threats. Wow. All right, let me move some folks around here. See if I can get them back into here. Okay, there we go. Um. Okay, so, Sa, you 
you're traveling around uh, the spaceport, which is enormous, by the way. The spaceport, mm-hmm. as you might expect, is is gigantic. So it can uh, so there's numerous bays that either have multiple ships uh, or at least one large ship. There's a few that are empty that are being reserved here and there. But I'll tell you this without like even needing any success on this. It's very clear that this ship that you've learned the name of from Koi in his in his interrogation of Katha mm-hmm. Amos, it's not here. And you know you know this for a fact. It's not here. It's not. It's not. It's not again. It's not difficult to find this information out. It actually becomes somewhat common knowledge that he has his own private port for that, and he tethers it to his uh, uh, to his his space palace. So mm, his okay. his cruiser is actually tethered to his space palace. Uh, so that's 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 one thing you notice. But as you're asking questions and poking your nose around, you do see there are groups of people that are coming and going from some some of these docks here and there uh, that are a lot of them that that have that branded coil logo here and there okay that are wearing similar garb to those who abducted your science team they don't have the mask on currently like you don't see that and you're, you're not sure if that's just because like they're they're in a in spaceport or they're no longer in barrack and you're not sure if it's specifically them but you can see that similar garb, that same kind of coloring here and there. Uh, the cloaks seem to drape down. Uh, but they they are moving about in mass. And they are definitely poking around as if they're looking for something. They're like moving through in these groups as they're checking various various bays where ships have come and, and, come and docked. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, Nico, let's kick over to you. What has Nico been doing? Uh, so on the trip over, Krieg Mannix, uh, our Check your beloved mic. Aaron. Check your mic, Nico. You might be. Yeah, I think we're a webcam. Might be webcam mic. There we go. How's that? Yeah, that's much better. Better. Yeah. So on the way over, Krieg Mannix, our beloved Aaron, um, took away Nico's grenades. <laughs> yes, so the first thing he's going to do is attempt to find some sort of black market dealer to buy more <laughs> grenades. Okay. Uh, and hopefully, by making that contact, he'll be able to find out like who's sourcing, you know, other gotcha. black market weapons to coil. This sounds like a streetwise test. Uh, if you would like to give that a rip, uh, streetwise. Do we have audience dice. Yes, oh, we do. Here we go. Uh, what are we doing? Boost for those the D sixes. I think that's what we're yeah. doing. Yeah. I'd like to tag along with Nico because I'm also looking for people okay. in low places because I have a talent for streetwise. That's true. Uh, read that talent out because I remember there's a benefit that you get for it. Yeah, friends in low places. It's if I'm a SAR, I can activate this talent in a populated world and obtain an item or service of my successes. Okay, so if they so you have to basically roll a t- you, you're rolling an easy streetwise test to use it, uh, and if you do, you obtain either an item or a service. Uh, equal to essentially twice as good. So you just do basically twice as good as anybody else would. And it's only an easy test for you. So it's a, a one difficulty test. Because we're working together though, would we like combine our stats? Well, what we could do is we could have Murtaugh roll it and you give him the boost and he can roll I think when you're helping, you use the one person's attribute and then the other person's That's skill. That's true. And yeah, I think you've yeah. got what, like four cunning? And I think Murtaugh That's about has, what I was, yeah. yeah. He's got okay. better skill and I've got better cunning. All right, so who's who's going to roll it? Who do we want to roll? Go it? ahead, Martok. All right. So long. What are you going to do? Uh, go ahead. And, go ahead and click on Streetwise, 
-hmm. And when you do add, so see the, see the green diamond, the D eight to the right, hit the plus symbol on it. So you add an extra D eight. Okay. And then on the left hand side, click one of those purple die. So it goes away. So you only have one purple die for, for, uh, for difficulty. Okay. okay. And then click on the plus for another blue die as, uh, I think, uh, Nico already committed to using an audience die. So you should have two yellows, two greens and a blue versus one purple as I think. Ooh, looks good. Okay. Go ahead and rip it. Okay. One success, five advantages. One success and five advantages. Dear God. That's a lot of advantages. Okay. Wow. That's a lot of advantages. So you guys are looking for like an underbelly, like a seedy underbelly or something like that, or a place like a black market, you said? Okay. Even a vending machine for grenades, I would accept. <laughs> there are no vending machines. Borderland style. Oh, God, that'd be great. They're right next to like all the soda vending machines. Uh, okay. So whereas Piri went up higher into the, uh, into, into the sky here uh, to the near top part of, you know, like the, the penthouse levels of some skyscrapers to get the cloud serpent, Murtaugh and Nico, you find yourselves, um, asking around here and there, Murtaugh, maybe there's a person specifically that, you know, in port that gave you the direction to this place, but you find yourselves heading kind of more to as, as realized underbelly, like this, uh, sub levels. So you don't even see the sky anymore. You're in like a series of underground Tunnels, compartments, not quite sewer system, but you can see that beneath this this grandiose this grandiose thing, there's all sorts of machinery that just helps these these islands float and fly about. And down beneath, there is a very uh, uh, that this is where a lot of those uh, engineers, mechanics, and such work. So it's probably familiar to you, Murtaugh. And you guys come across a, a place that popped up here and there. Uh, on uh, various advertisements, a place called Alloy. That's why I'd already mentioned it before. And when you head in there, it's uh, you can tell that it's it's a little seedy, very dark. Uh, there's very you know dim lights here and there. There's these old model like hollow gambling tables uh, around which there's various desperate looking individuals that are throwing these hollow dice, playing craps, others that are playing cards. It's the type of place when you walk into the bar, everyone kind of looks up for a second at you, looks you up and down, and then turns back to the to what they're doing. Um, and Murtaugh, you're well, say you're you know someone here by the name of Tiberius Kane. He's a Hakan, uh, which is one of the the cat folk, uh, the the sort of lion people, uh, who is like an info broker uh, that uh, that works uh, works in the underbelly. And I'll say that the two of you kind of come up to this booth in this far corner, this dark booth. You kind of wait for a minute because you see he's dealing with somebody else and you like there's a line to go talk to him. And after about 10 minutes of waiting, you're eventually like shouldered forward by one of his goons. You slide into the booth and he's sitting across from you. You see a big scar from the forehead all the way down uh, through like where the, the bridge of the nose might be down to the side of his mouth because he's got a cybernetic eye. Uh, and in his in one of his hands, he's already he's missing a few of his digits that have been replaced by more cyber gear. And he looks up at you all and he says, "What is it, Tiberius can do for you? you have We're looking in. to buy things that go boom. Ah, 
Yes, I can do. Yes, yes. Um, how big of the boom are you looking for? Oh, the biggest for? boom you got. <laughs> well, little one, I can, I can acquire a very big boom. But the question is, can you pay for the very big boom? We can trade a ship for it. And you see he spits uh, what he was drinking. You can trade a ship for a very big boom. Uh, right, Murtar? You have a ship. I, I don't know of it. The Kalaris ship that we came in on. Uh, you are Kalaris? Oh, no. Like, loosely affiliated. They just buy us more things that go boom. Kalaris buy you things that go boom? Then why are you here speaking with Tiberius to get more boom? I ran out of boom. You ran out of boom. Well, that is something that we should have to remedy now, isn't it? And Isur traveling uh, about this place without boom. Poof, that sounds like a travesty. If you can just hook up my friend here with some grenades, I think that would suffice. Grenade of grenades. This is easy. This is this is beneath Tiberius. But uh, for a old friend, uh, I can accommodate. Yes. It is all you want from me. Just oh, not just that, but for me, look for something bigger. My friends, friends, you know people that dislike Reed. <laughs> Do I know people who dislike Bertard Reed? Yes, uh, approximately uh, half the city, I would imagine. And the other half dislikes him as well, but they are paid to at least like him, or at least they enjoy the benefits that he provides. I need a way in. I've got a crew of five to the Sky Palace. Get into his sky palace. Ah, uh, is this connected to this Isirul's desire for boom? Might be loosely associated. You are going. We're going to make him go boom. You are going to assassinate Bertard Rick. No. Only no, if we no, need no. to. We need to. He's captured a team of us. Kidnapped, Has I say. I have heard of this actually. Yes, uh, some of his, uh, some of his underlings, they come here from time to time and throw the dice, and uh, they are not the quietest. They are very bold. Uh, are any of them here right now? Mm, I do not believe so. Do not. They would be very loud. And they would. Nico make... takes his hand out of his fanny pack, though. Mm. So let me get this straight. You want access to the palace. You want items that go boom. And you want to use those items to assassinate a very prominent figure in Welin. Is that no, correct? No. Not assassination. Pretty much. I am getting mixed signals from the two of you. This Nico fellow, I just met him. He saved my life, yes, but don't believe he really wants to kill him. Nico, is it? Are you intending to assassinate the most powerful man on Wellen? Is it assassination if he's guilty of a crime? It is, yes, if you are not officially sanctioned to do it. And even if you are, yes, you kind of are still assassinating it. It is just probably state or empire-sanctioned assassination. Listen, I'm not a lawyer. I have no problem if you assassinate him. I am more concerned with the boom being linked back to Tiberius. 
Oh no, I'll, I'll boom all the things that go back to you. I don't understand your use of boom in that sentence. What does that mean? Because boom means exploding things, and now you're saying it in a different way to suggest the verb means something else. I'm going to boom everything. Okay, we don't really want to boom everything. This is a floating city booming too much. The entire palace, for instance, will likely cause a destabilization, and we could, uh, we could fall. You want our ship or not? <laughs> I would like the ship. And I can guarantee you, if you explode the palace, I will need the ship to escape as the planet is not going to, uh, going to like a large floating island crashing to the earth. I don't understand your problem. Okay. I'm a little yes. confused. Uh, yes, uh, Tiberius is confused as well. Listen, Nico, why here? Here's, here are some tokens. Uh, there are some slot machines over there. Go put them in this lot and pull the big lever and watch the fancy lights go ring, 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 and maybe you win something. Or go boom? Well, yes, possibly. Run on over. Okay. Uh, Don't worry about him. I'll keep an eye on him. He's a little antsy. Okay. I can provide you with ordinance if that is what you desire. And if you're looking for a way in, well... As I said, the palace is connected. Uh, it is the most prominent building. It is the center, the literal center of the island. And its, its, its workings connect to some of our machine tunnels. And uh, there are people I have who could potentially get you inside. Yes, if this is your desire. Yes, sounds good. Five, you said you are bringing. Yeah, we have five, right? Yeah, I mean, as long as it's just the five of you and you're not bringing any NPCs or something, yeah. Then five it is. Indeed. So we'll close out of that scene as you kind of two do that together. And so everyone's kind of done a little bit of kind of poking around, looking into things. Um, for the ease of communication, we'll say at some point you guys are probably going to meet up somewhere. Will we say we're meeting up back at the ship? Saw you did notice that there is an increased presence of those, those cultist folks at the spaceport who seem to be on alert. Um, mm -hmm. and you can, you can see as if, as if you're not sure if they're looking for you or just, they just happen to be there, but you get the sense that they are actively lurking, looking. So would we say you're meeting the port? Would you say you guys would try to meet up outside the port? What's, what's the plan? Would we meet up at the ship and then maybe have Krieg undock the ship? And like, so just in case they are looking for us, it's not just sitting there waiting for them to get access to. If you want him to, to take it back up to orbit, you certainly could. I mean, that's, that's certainly something he could do. I'm just, I'm seeing what everybody else thinks. Did I get the keys to the ship? No reason why. No. After all the time I after all the time Salana has spent fixing when you use grenade inside? No. It was a small grenade. It was inside though. It was inside. Inside, not outside. Inside. I'll do it outside from now on. Okay, that works. Uh Nico, you can take seven particle grenades. Yes. Oh my god. 
<laughs> wow. <laughs> Last session. <laughs> okay. So. Uh, just so you guys know, as I, you know, the creepies, the people who we are looking for, uh, Goy, we killed, you killed them. Uh, there are increased presence. They're all over the port. They're looking for something. Uh, Salana does not know what. But it they are looking. Must be us. It's the only oh. thing I can think of. Probably. Yes, probably. Yes. We should get out of here. Into Where the next? city. Where do we go next? I've got the crew or a team setting up for later. Already? Yes, already. Where have you I been? just found out what he likes to eat and where he takes his dinner and what he likes to and what he's allergic to. That's all I found out. You already have a crew? His allergies, that could work. We could poison him. That would be wonderful. I mean, do we even need to kill him? Aren't we just trying to get our scientists back? I don't understand why well, everybody... No, the issue is he's trying to mess with stuff that does not belong with him. Black holes, Gruis. That's our thing on the outskirts of space. He needs to shut up, shut up and not mind his own business. Right, but if I'm channeling too much bar. <laughs> the research and the scientists, then he can't do what he wants to do. He can just talk. Oh, you're you're right, Koi. I spent the time with Nico. He keeps talking about assassination. Yeah, I have to kill him. Anyways, yeah, we should probably uh, get out of here and tell Creek to go up because uh, they might be looking for the prisoner that that lady. Oh, we should have checked her to see if she had a locator chip. <sighs> I don't know. She's pretty crazy, so if you want to. Uh, man, I mean, what's up? We, we got better things to do. Let's go. Okay, so Krieg is going to take the ship <laughs> with, I assume, some of your other NPCs, the Administrator, Luak, uh, Sash, the uh, the Nasroka, yeah. the Saravi Nasroka member. Okay. Uh, so they take the ship up, Krieg on standby. Um, it is, he is going into orbit, so it's not like, hey, Krieg, come get us, and you're there five minutes later like an Uber. It's, it takes hours, but, uh, but he, will, he will be flying up there. No problem. Uh, well, then, should we do that then? Because what if we're fucked? What if he just goes up real quick and then circles back down? So it's just like to, you know, buy some time. Okay, we'll tell, okay. just prepare for Operation Fubar. Have that on standby. We'll be ready. Okay. We'll be ready. So you basically have sort of two leads. You have this notion of what Periloka found, the idea of like the catering stuff, but then you also have Murtaugh's, like there are, you know, from his Tiberius lead, they can actually find a way to get in. Uh, so it's up to you guys what you want to do. You tell me. Front well, door. Uh, what? <laughs> Front door works too, actually. <laughs> you can just go. Shouldn't we take the shafts? Isn't that a lot more safe? A lot more discreet, of course. And I mean, the catering thing, who knows how long it's going to take them to cook all that food and we got to wait. And I like climbing. I like climbing. I can do that. I can be discreet. No, you and can't. Why does <laughs> your uh, fanny pack look so fat? I was about to say, uh, <laughs> that's enough grenades that it had to make me buy more pouches and packs. 
So I probably <laughs> went shopping somewhere on the way back, and I probably have like children's uh, cartoon fanny packs uh, okay. lining myself to hold the grenades. Can you have one of those children's backpacks with the leash? <laughs> Only fanny packs for me. <laughs> but you're wearing the fanny pack. It's like the crossbody fanny pack. So yeah, you've I've got, got two like one on the wrist. Of fanny packs and then one around the waist. <laughs> Did we see the research team talk or were they here like hours before us? No. So, like, basically, the lead. So they were taken. Uh, and then you guys dug into some navigational data from one of the ships that they left behind. You managed to kill a couple of the cultists uh, that had abducted them before they left. And so there was one of their one of their smaller ships was left behind. You went into their nav logs, and they were coming back here. Uh, and they like there was navigational data that suggests that not only were they on this planet, they they were specifically with this city. And then some other stuff popped up specifically with your prisoner that connected her to Reek. And you saw all this sort of rhetoric and these other stories about him kind of starting to go crazy a little bit as uh, he took some sort of trip out into like the rim. And since he's come back over the last couple of years, his rhetoric has started to get stranger and stranger and stranger and more like anti-galactic council and all that kind of stuff. I'll see if I can get in contact with any of the research team. No, the research team, they were abducted, so... There's really no, like, like they were taken. Is there no way to like reach, they have comms or anything like that? Uh, no, they wouldn't. Um, not everybody has comms. There's a specific okay. thing in the game called com bead. Uh, so if you have a com bead, you would be communicating with one another. And more than likely, if they had something like that, it would have been confiscated at this point. Makes sense. Yeah. The, the only thing we know is they're here somehow. And I got a way in to the Sky Palace. Yep, so. and then to the ship. <clears throat> okay. So you want to go, we were taking Murtaugh's lead of like going up through the, the tunnels below and kind of entering into the, the palace. Okay, we can do that. Um, so sometime, we'll say, I don't know, later in the day, evening time, uh, the... You meet up with Tiberius once more in that, that seedy alloy bar and casino. You get connected to a name, gives you a, a person to meet up and a location to go to. Uh, and you're kind of waiting around for a bit. And what ultimately is like this, uh, this network, and there's people coming and going here and there. So you just kind of lingering in the middle of this intersection or like on the corner of this intersection and what ultimately looks like these sewer tunnels in some ways. A couple of people kind of look at you askance, but eventually, uh, eventually someone, a winu of all, of all, like much like your, your administrator, uh, kind of wiry looking, looks very, um, very sickly. In fact, uh, comes up, uh, pulls back a, uh, like a, a cloak head and sees Murtaugh. It's like, uh, are you, uh, are you the one I'm supposed to, are you Murtaugh? No, that's, that's me. Okay. You, uh, follow me. Uh, and, uh, you all know, uh, you know how to, you know how to keep quiet, right? You're not supposed to say anything. If, if, we didn't, we didn't show you this way. And if, if you're caught, we've got nothing to do with you. you know? Of course. We were never here. You were Who never you? here. Who are you? I don't know who you are. Who are you? Okay. You're like, you're at like a 15 bird lady. I need you at like a seven. 
things. And so he'll lead you through a series of tunnels and eventually you see him start to go through these, like these heavy duty, like kind of old school, you know, like, uh, like almost like submarine style doors. Right. And the, the place is, is much different than up above, like up above, everything is chrome. Everything is sleek. Everything is shiny and reflective down here. Everything's grimy. And you can tell in many ways that this, this place down here is where a lot of the hard work is. But eventually he takes you through what can only be described as a, as a series of like gears and gadgets, these massive industrial pipes where like he more than once tells you don't fall, don't fall. As you can see, if you were, you would get ground, you know, grind up in a moment. And then <clears throat> at a certain point he stops, he turns back to you and he's like, this is as far as I go. You take that, that catwalk, keep going straight until you see a red pipe. It's going to go vertically up probably about two stories on that second story. You're going to see a vent right behind that pipe. You climb through and that will take you up into the sky palace. Now here's the important thing. The sky palace has all manner of defenses, both physical, they actually have guards and troops, security personnel. It's like his own private army. But they also have plenty of network security. They got motion sensors. They got heat sensors. They know when someone comes in there all times. So what you need to do is immediately upon entering, you're going to need to hack that system or they're going to know you're there right away. You're going to have to shut it down, that console down, so it doesn't report. Now, they're still going to see a glitch. They're still going to see it, and they're going to think something went wrong, and that means they're going to send personnel down to check out the basement levels as fast as possible, but they're not going to see you all, at least. And then after that, you're on your own. Thanks for giving us in at short notice. Yeah. All right. Good luck. And he turns around. You see him just start to slink away at this point. And you kind of go forward, follow the path he gives you, the catwalk. You see the red pipe. You go up two stories, and you can see nestled behind it, there is this cut in this metal. Like, it's probably about six feet tall, maybe about five feet wide. It's kind of a tight fit for Koi. Uh, but the rest of you, it's not too difficult, and you were able to sort of climb up this vent. Anything, anyone to do anything else before you? This is one of them save points in like a Final Fantasy game before we go any further. Is anyone doing anything else before we, we go any further? Do we need a plan? I can take out the console. Uh, he said hack the console, not destroy the console. Hack the console. I'm pretty sure he said take care of it too. Hack with skills, hack with skills. I saw Lana can hack it. Sasha attack, Sasha attack, good attack. We think we can find like a blueprint or something so we know once we get inside, we know where to go. Any of you have a savant on you? Any of you has that as part of your items? I don't think so, no. Yeah, I think savant is what you would have to use at this point to remotely, without being on the ship, to remotely get into uh, savants. Okay, yeah. So if you wanted to roll a computer's test to see if you can pull up any kind of data it's going to be three difficulty though as this is a private residence we do have audience boosts i will take like yes i agree just leroy that shit i agree 
<laughs> just going <laughs> your guns blazing. We'll definitely end then. One success, nice. three threat, one triumph. Okay. Uh, so you very much have, so we'll say you have a, you have old school blueprints of the Sky Palace. So many years ago, when the palace was initially built, uh, this was probably before, before Bertod had kind of gone down this lunatic path that he's gone down. Uh, he was very much um, more open and was sort of bragging about this, this palatial estate that he is building in the center of Azur Clyde. Uh, and so you can see that there were virtual tours. Uh, there were like walkthroughs. There were engineering schematics here and there showing the advancements uh, that he was kind of adding to it, showing you like the various atriums, these hollow, these, these grav lift atriums that are literally hovering and circling around the tower itself. And so you have, you, you, you do in fact have some basic schematics. Uh, it's about a hundred stories high, but it's a very thin, you know, endurance. It's not, it's not a, like a massively wide, uh, building, but it's very, very thin. And there are some floors in which it's just, you know, four or five levels of just space. It's not like there's, you know, uh, like every single, every single floor is just like the same, like 20 feet. Some of them are just these huge chunks, these huge sections where there's, there's ballrooms, there's research labs, things like that. Um, but you have, you have a basic, you have a basic, uh, layout of it. It might be dated, but at the very, but it gives you something to work with for sure. Uh, I, those threat I'm going to tuck in my back pocket, uh, for later. Does it mean what, I, what that basically means is that as you were kind of going through some of the databases, like as you're kind of getting into it, Sai, you get the sense that your presence digging through some of these archives did not go unnoticed. Oh, great. Okay. So you have, yeah, you have a basic schematic. Uh, I would say you would know some key points you would know, you know, like his executive like sort of his executive board and office area, like which is about 75% of the way up the building. Uh, you would know that there is a private, like his private kind of personal you know, R&D laboratory. You have that marked out, which is the bottom, like 25% of the building. And you know a little bit about the rooftop where it has this uh, this sort of city, city viewpoint and it's, something where you can literally look down over the entirety of Azure Glide, but its own personal port and tether uh, to his cruise liner. So those are three big pieces that you would know in this massive, massive palace. Okay. Okay. Anyone else have something you want to do before you're, you're hitting the save point? Since we are going to be doing some like crawling through pipes and different things like that, uh, Puri is doing like a very quick, like, climbing 101 for everybody with like positions and like where to put your feet and where to put your hands and like how to like keep yourself from falling and so she's doing this like very um very quick like hand placement foot placement like just do, do just like me like me like me okay fair good, enough good you're no higher no fat, no you got it good i have short arms they only go up so high you, okay. It's it's not up. It's out. It's make make yourself wide. You don't have to be tall. Just wide, wide. Now I'm picturing Nico with like little T Rex arms. <laughs> <laughs> Spread eagle. <laughs> <laughs> 
Everything else is normal proportion except for his little arms. Okay. So, if there's no other business, you guys plunge into the vent. Uh, you yes. follow Paraloka's lead, the climb up, the way you're supposed to climb up. You find yourselves kind of bursting out what looks to be in, according to your your schematics there, saw some kind of, some sort of storage basement level. And when you when you enter out, you can see that the entire, listen, there's this huge single room. There's not like walls or anything. It's just this massive room. And you can see all of these storage containers here and there uh, that have individual locks on them. You can see that there's artwork statues, holographic imaging containers, things like that, that have been just stored here for a variety of reasons. Also seems to be like a lot of replacement parts for some of the mechanisms that he probably uses throughout the palace. All of that is kind of set up here. And within the room, not too far from where you pop out, you do see that there is an extensive console. You do see that there is an elevator and there does appear to be like actual stair access as well. So there's two ways out of here. And you do see a console. Um, that when you first, whoever gets through this, this vent first and bursts into the basement at, it was dark. Everything was basically dark in here. And then slowly with your movement, the entire room is beginning to light up and you can see the console has triggered essentially from you all entering into the area. And you know that very quickly the, the, some, someone, whoever is monitoring this, whatever personnel might be monitoring this will notice that there is activity down here in the basement. So how do you all want to handle that? Saw, poop, hurry up, poop, yeah, hurry up, yeah. hurry up, hack, 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 hack. And Puri is going to <laughs> go with her rifle and stand looking up the stairs. So she'd be able to see if anyone comes down the stairs. Fair enough. Okay. Which, just to add context, I have a new uh, talent, uh, heightened awareness. So allies within short range of my character gain one bonus die to perception or vigilance checks. Allies who are engaged get two bonus. Okay. Uh, I have that no, too. No roll, just needed just yet. Uh, you're, but I'm saying you're you're in the stairwell looking up. No problem. Uh, th- what else? Who else is doing something here? Am I able to assist, Saul? If you the two of you are trying to get on that on that console and and do like do what your your contact said, yeah. So we can do a computer's test is what I'm going to look for here to essentially shut the system down so that it doesn't trigger and let the personnel know that five people just entered the basement unimpeded okay. and it just looks like a malfunction. That's essentially the best you could do here. Uh, roll a computer's test. Um, saw what's your, what's your int? Uh, my int is all messed up on my thing. What? No, it's three. That's it's three. Fine. I'm three, looking three, at it. It's fine. Yeah. So, just take a bonus die. So take a take a boost die. Take a blue die, uh, okay. as it looks like Murtaugh has the same. So roll a computer's test with a boost die. Uh, two difficulties, fine. All you're really trying to do is just make it look like this console is malfunctioning, as opposed to it. Okay. Um, what can I do again with my previous triumph that I got? So triumphs you can do a lot of things with. Uh, in your particular case, we could say. It's non-combat, so it's kind of a. Is, that, is triumphs just for combat, or no, no, no? It's triumph? not. It's just it's a little okay. easier to to sort of. You can do something vital. You can on initiative check. 
upgrade the ability of allied characters next check. So you can upgrade the ability of any allied characters next check, including that of the current active character. So you could essentially you can spend it to upgrade one of your greens to another yellow if you want on this test. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. That seems and like that would be uh, the up arrow on one of the green ones. It's correct. Yeah. And should change it to a yellow. Uh, three advantage. Okay. So what this means, uh, is in Murtaugh, as you're both working on this, you actually are, you're struggling here and you can tell not only it's not the system itself that seems problematic, uh, but it does seem as though there is an active agent on the other end who has already entered in and is, is trying to, uh, get access to various security cameras within the setting. And you can see that there is these different panels up on the walls that are starting to light up and you've already been locked out and you have literal moments before some of those, those cams come on and they see you in here. Uh, three advantages is unfortunately not a success. So yeah. you're Could not Could I spend yeah. now a story point to instead switch once we realize that we can't access the system um, to like blocking the cameras? Do you want to spend a story point to, like, or, you want to block the cameras? You said, like, or, hack, hack them or something, or is that possible? Or I do would we say, need to just like physically block them? I would say story point. You can physically block. You can say you're introducing some large machinery here that might actually give you some cover from the cameras and okay. maybe align to either the elevator or the stairs. We can say that. Otherwise, because I, I don't want to do another check because you already rolled and failed, so yeah. I'm not going to do another okay. check. Yeah, I'll, we'll do that then. Okay, so we'll say the two of you know that you were unable to, sh to sort of shut this and make this look like just a malfunction. And so you know that they, that's, you know that there was someone on the other end. And since you know there was someone on the other end, they more than likely know that there was someone on the other end kind of messing around. They don't have visual of who you are or how many you might be uh, because of the story point expenditure. But more than likely they're sending someone down. So with that in mind, what do you guys want to do? Uh, and Saw will announce, they know, they know, we need to go. Oh, what, what are we going to do? Go up a thousand flights of stairs? We have to start somewhere. Let's get going. Hold my massive rifle. Piri is also ready with her rifle as well. Okay. okay. You want to go up the stairs? Is that what you want to do? Okay. You want to go? Okay. You want to <laughs> run up a, a hundred flight, uh, a hundred oh flight of gosh. stairs. Uh, <laughs> there was an elevator. I, I hear what everyone was saying. I got to the <laughs> there is an elevator. There is a lift. Sure. It is there. I feel like uh, we might get on the elevator somewhere other than the room that they know that there was connection to their system. Uh, true. Okay. So you just want to start booking it up this flight of stairs. Fair and enough. then at some point we'll get off on a floor and try to get back to the elevator. Okay. Uh, who is leading the way then as you start moving your way? Me. Okay. Nico, are you, are you concerned more with speed or are you concerned more with stealthiness? Uh, Nico is a stealthy boy. So I think we'd try to be going as fast as possible, but making sure that like, we're not just barreling into people. Okay. You can roll Stealth over speed. Yeah, if you want to roll a stealth test to try to 
kind of lead everyone up a couple flights until you're able. Yeah. So you can roll the stealth test and I would say either Piri, I think maybe it was Piri because you were saying you're particularly being vigilant. Roll a vigilance test if you're trying. So these two things combine Nico trying to lead you all quietly, Piri trying to keep an ear or an eye out for potential, you know, incoming, that kind of thing. Uh, what difficulty? Uh, just default. Default difficulty is fine. Too difficulty. Did you say vigilance from both of us? No, I see. I, you you said that you were trying to keep an eye out on the stairwell. Yes, so if that's yes, the yes. case, you can roll your vigilance. Got it. And because I want to use this at some point, uh, I have chameleonic. Once per session, I can spend a story point to add two successes to the results of a stealth check. So I'm going to spend a story point to give myself four successes instead of two. All right, so four success. So you have four successes on the stealth because uh, you spent your story points was three to three. And then, how'd you do on the vigilance test? I got two advantage, but I realized that um, I'm trying to figure out if heightened awareness applies to me as well. Okay. I, I guess mean, not. mine would. I have heightened awareness. Well, yeah, since you since you yeah since you both have it, you can probably get it at least from so. Okay, that's fine. I don't know how to just I rolled a four on the extra D six. <laughs> I don't know. Everybody knows what that means. What to do with that? Just, I'll just just roll just just go in, just roll something, delete all the other dice, and just put a, a blue die in the in the roll. Oh uh, okay. That's out of Okay, so the actual book says a four would be a success and advantage. Oh, of course it does. Of course it does. Because Steven knows I don't have, I don't have time to check it. Uh, okay. So if that's the case, success with an advantage. So that's uh, one success and three advantages on my uh, vigilance then. Perry, you managed to make, up, make it up these stairs about five flights before you hear in the stairwell above, uh, you hear voices. And you hear voices communicating to each other as if they are security personnel. Like you can hear like, a, it's not like they're just bullshit and having fun. Like it sounds like strategic communication, people taking sight lines, uh, and they're sort of directing certain, you know, certain folks to stay on, uh, stay on stairs to sweep, you know, this particular floor. And so they're giving orders and directions, very militaristic like, uh, and so you can hear them about two flights above you. And it's just a matter of time. Fortunately, Nico has managed to keep you all kind of quiet leading the way. Uh, but it does look as though you're either going to have to fight your way through a security team two flights above, or you're going to have to get off here and try to brave one of these floors. And so Piri is going to, since we've been quiet, she's going to do, you know, some type of hand motions. It's going to say like, and then basically like making signals. That means we need to go. We need to get off the stairs now and we need to run. Nico is completely nodding in agreement and pulling off his fanny pack and unzipping. No, 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 no. So we're now, now is where we're going to exit and then see if we can get on the elevator to go up the rest of the way. Okay. So you're exiting. Okay. So you exit out. Uh, you can see that you're in some sort of gallery as you step out. You can see where you're, when you first entered into this palace, it was, essentially storage. But now that you get out, you can see that there is extremely high ceilings, probably about 20 feet high. And above you, there is this mural that extends as far as the eye can see. And you see these coursing lights going through it as if it's not just like a singular image, but rather something that, that sort of shifts and changes. 
Uh, the floor is itself is very reflective, these huge tiles, but they're all some kind of advanced plastic. And you see spaced very generously apart from one another are different pedestals. And from uh, like a, right above each pedestal, use as, as if there's some sort of grav lift tech there, you can see there is an artifact or some other sort of device that is hovering above each of them as if it's like this is like a, like a personal collection uh, of various gear. Some of it you look at like just from the distance, it, it sort of looks like broken tablets, something old. Nothing looks brand new or obvious. All of it looks to be in kind of bad shape. Um, I mean, like it's it's something that might have come from like an archaeological dig without taking extra time to really investigate. You don't really see it. But it's a very wide open gallery with just a handful of these small pedestals. You don't immediately see anyone. But as you as you start moving through the gallery, trying to reach over towards the lift, uh, I will roll over Piri's uh, vigilance because you did get a couple advantages. And I will say that you're able to stop everyone right as you're about to turn around a corner. And you can see these, these little drone devices that are starting to fly in the middle, like right above. It's not like a stationary camera. There are actual drones that are flying about 15 feet above. Uh, and they're like scanning here and there. And there's a few of them. They're just flying by. They haven't noticed you yet, but it's just a matter of time. And they are between you and the lift. How would you like to handle that? Uh, everybody, we've got drones. We can't get there. See if there's an object nearby. Maybe you can knock them out. This is like a gallery room. It's a gallery room. There's a variety of pedestals hovering over top of which is some sort of display item. The drones themselves, these, these security drones are flying up. They're probably the size of like a watermelon. And each of them has various lenses that are looking about. And you can kind of see the, the lenses sort of shifting and looking as if they're, you're not sure if they're doing this naturally, like just like a natural patrol or if it's part of this security response. You're not sure yet. Uh, they haven't noticed you yet. They are about 15 feet in the air. Uh, Koi will chunk from her portable toolkit, like a wrench or something like, you know, 15, 30 feet away from us to try and see if the drone shift towards the noise and then give us some time to. Okay. So you, you, you take a wrench out of your, your toolkit there, you hurl it to the other side of this gallery. It clatters against the ground and you hear it just skid and echo and whoever will say Puri, you're keeping an eye on that, that, that that watermelon sized drone you see it immediately the lens focuses and then it begins to zoom across and goes immediately after that sound you have a moment or two uh, to bypass this to me to me to me to me she's like bringing everybody over and across towards the lift okay are you all getting on this lift yeah yep. He said, oh, like smile. Sorry, did I grin? My bad. Yeah, you did. My bad. <laughs> Nico doesn't trust these. He knows a guy who got stuck on one of these. <laughs> he had to shit in the corner. I was just about oh, to say, God. the lips opened up. There's a massive shit in one corner. <laughs> Evident in our mothership game, for reasons unknown, one of our players, as his way of responding to a failed like sanity check, said that he just took a shit in the corner of the elevator. That's how he quite literally lost Hoped. his shit. 
<laughs> That's the stupidest thing. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. Everyone's getting on. You get on. Spacious. Again, very high ceilings. You can see that it's not like your, your modern day elevator where there's like a hundred different buttons. You don't really actually see a clear panel until the door is closed. And then you see one of this, this sort of holographic panel kind of recedes for a moment. And you can see there's all of these different tiers that are being sent in, that they could send it to. As you, as one of you goes to press it, you feel the lift just start moving on its own before you're evil, even able to, to actually press a button and you just start shifting and moving and moving. And moving. <laughs> Is there a way to bypass that command? Maybe hack you the can, elevator somehow? You can absolutely try. Uh, you have <gasps> tools, <gasps> correct? I think Murtaugh's got some tools. But I've got something. repair tools, so if oh, this thing yeah, is like broken, tools, I can yeah. fix it. It's not broken. Uh, you have a bypass pack, though, right? I think it's still that's still like a fixing thing. Okay. Uh, oh yeah, that's for the trauma vehicle. Okay, go ahead and roll a computer's test again. Uh, whoever wants to do it, your difficulty this time is actually going to be three, uh, as you're trying. This has already been sent a specific command <clears> to <throat> lift somewhere, and so if you're trying to prevent it. Uh, so it's going to be three difficulty for this. Um, and there's actually nice. going to be one setback die as well. Looking at oh, God. Yeah. And there's like actual like physical doors that close whenever we get yeah. in, right? Physical doors. Boom. Okay. Close. Well, Koi wants to use her polymorphic pry bar to try and jam the doors, at least from our side, so they don't open until we want it to open in case we go on a floor we don't want to go on. So like to buy her time for hacking. Okay. So if it goes to like five and we're like, we don't want to be on five, it just kind of like jimmies it. Okay. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, that's fine. We can, we can just say, yeah, we can, I, I think there's no role necessary to just jam the pry bar in there. That doesn't seem like something that requires a check. It'll, it'll buy uh, you time, but it won't be permanent. Go ahead. Yeah. Anybody want audience boost? Who's, who's rolling? I have one yellow, but I also have been rolling great. You gotta clear your uh, luck somehow. Better than I don't, me. Yeah, I don't think anyone is better than you. It's really just you, I think. Okay. Actually, yeah, uh, I can okay. blow it's all on your shoulders. Uh, yeah. but I mean, if you fail, it just means we end. Murtar is assisting, correct? Yes, I think so. Yeah, that's fine. You can, yeah, you can yeah, continue helping. Okay, and then I'll use an audience dice as well, please. Got it. Okay, so you should have. Yeah. Well, you forgot the setback. Oh, die. well. Oh, shit. Oh. Roll a D6 or is it D8? Yeah, roll a D6. Uh, and I think, Steven, you just dropped that. Insult the table. Right? Oh, there uh, you go. I don't think it has the. Oh, it does. Oh, yeah, yeah. it does. Four is a. What is an X? That's a fail. fail? Yeah. yeah. So. So just one, one success. success. So it's one, one success. Three threats. Three threats. Oh, no. <laughs> you you okay. leave a trail when you hack something. So this is. <laughs> So first of Sa all, is not used to this type of electronics. She's like, I got us all where I want us. So first we'll say is you're able to get in there and interrupt the command to send where, wherever this is sending you to. And so you, you can all feel the lift stop moving. And so it no longer continues up towards wherever it was taking you. So that's the good news. The bad news is, is that moments later you see these little lines suddenly appear like behind these holographic projections of the walls suddenly go red and you can hear the sounds of these vents, you know, just sort of closing on you as 
atmosphere seems to be vent, getting vented out of the elevator and you, and that's going to be my threat as you are, you're no longer going to wherever it is it was taking you, but you are running out of oxygen. What would you like to do? Oh shit. Well, this I got a space suit. Yeah, it doesn't affect me. For you all. <laughs> it just watches everybody else die. <laughs> uh, can you put us like, can you press something on the elevator? Can we go to where we want to go to the top? I don't know if you all would live that long. With I will. Six, I got a space suit. So who success, has suits? I think you could potentially pry the door open and get out here. Uh, I don't mm. know if you can necess- and you don't have any advantages either. So I think, do we know where we are? Like what floor it stopped at? Uh, you stopped at, hang on, let me roll a little die here. Let's see where you ended up. Uh, executive wing. You're on around floor 57 or so. It's a fast moving elevator. So Jeff, I, I have a can of dermal sealer. Is this okay. something that I can like do anything with that? I think dermal sealer is for is like it's a for is suits suits suit repair. I think. Okay. I just trying to you know see what's in my inventory. I mean, you're welcome <laughs> to just start spraying around. <laughs> Might as well before you die. Uh, I mean, we can get off and then. And then what? We're gonna have to walk up the damn wounds. stairs. Yeah, to prevent the blood loss. Says it's, the old lady. It's basically painkillers. Yeah, they're painkillers. We could we could run to the stairs, do another few levels. Look, press the on. damn button, and whatever you can't breathe anymore, <laughs> just tell me, and I'll open it up. I feel like dermal sealer is like the advancement of the soccer spray. You know, when they spray stuff, yeah. it's basically <laughs> that. Because yeah. that's what it is. You spray something, it becomes like hardened, like this rigid foam, and it essentially serves as a, as like a, prevents blood loss, and it also is a sealant. So you get anesthetized to pain. All right, what's the plan? Uh, Nico right. starts holding his breath and turning blue. Let's right the elevator to the R&D floor, wherever that was. You guys want to try and hold your breath that long? Well, they can go as far as they can. All right, she presses 100 on the elevator and starts watching to see if people are about to die. Okay. <laughs> you press 100 on the lift. The lift begins to start moving once more. <laughs> he just said it was really fast, and now it's going to become really slow. And within maybe about 10 seconds, you feel the elevator slow really quickly. <laughs> you don't move or anything like that. And the door is open. And you hear the clattering of your tool as it falls down. And you look out into what effectively seems like this beautiful garden. It's indoors, all sorts of glass here and there that are showing the, the atmosphere around you. You can hear the sounds of running water. You can see streams here and there. You can see these floating platforms uh, that are moving about that have these beautiful little trees, almost like these bonsai trees, some of them cherry blossoms just sort of moving and rotating here and there, trying to find the sun. And it's kind of what it seems like. Uh, and you've popped out essentially the view, the, like the, the highest point, the viewing gallery, you're, you're essentially at the top part of this, this, uh, this, uh, this building, you know, that somewhere up here, there's the, there's the, like the way to the port, but that's where you're at. What would you like to do? Let's hop off here. Okay. Uh, so you hop off. You 
I'll say I'll rolling over Piri's vigilance move before. We don't necessarily roll again. You do hear movement uh, somewhere around here. It doesn't is not a quiet place. Not only do you hear the sounds of the running water and you hear the sounds of, of those platforms moving overhead, uh, but you do hear the sounds of echoed footprints or, or footsteps, excuse me, uh, on the ground. And it's not just your own. You don't hear that communication like you heard in the stairwell, but you hear that sound. Hmm. Is there any other ways down from here besides this lift? Uh, so you can look around for one, but you do remember there were stairs at some point. Uh, you guys have you guys can look around for that. It's perfectly fine. And do we uh, see roll. the ship too? Uh, yeah, so I'll say anybody who wants to roll a perception test, and you can see if there's anything else that you uh, that you discern. Uh, there is atmosphere inside of the atrium, indeed, this garden area. Wow, uh, Piri got two advantages. Okay, I don't well, see any nothing. successes. Uh, so <laughs> you do not see any successes. <laughs> I see a lot of advantages, which we'll roll over in a second. Uh, but as you guys are taking up, you know, you're you're moving out, and some your characters are professional. Probably more so than <laughs> yes. people playing them. But you're moving out from this elevator into this gardened area. And you're, you know, doing you're being smart about moving, keeping cover, looking, shifting, etc. And you're looking once more, Murtaugh. Uh, you're specifically looking out for any other signs of of egress. You're looking for stairs, you're looking for anything. You notice one thing in the far distance, as you can see that there is this large, extraordinarily large, like kind of a, almost like a cargo bay door, this huge set of doors on the far end of this atrium, probably about 150 feet or so away. And there's a series of these, these garden displays in between you uh, and it. Uh, but you don't see anything else other than that. Um, the, uh, I think someone else asked if you saw the ship. Um, you don't. I would say you don't see the ship, but you do see as you're looking out one of the windows, you do see this thick series of cables that seem to be tethered and that you that it's kind of floating upwards and out of the building somewhere. And so you would imagine somewhere above you, the ship might be tethered there, uh, but you don't see How the thick ship. are the cables? We're talking like each one of them, I would say, has probably got like a, a diameter of maybe, you know, 30 feet or so. These things like they're huge, these huge cables. And there's a handful of them. I think everyone forgot that both Ashley and I have heightened awareness, so everybody right. gets bonuses. What you also notice, uh, in fact, is that the the echoing of those footsteps stops, and it's everything's eerily quiet for a moment, and then you hear something crunching and crashing, and the ground starts to shake. And you look off to your left and you see bursting from behind what looks like this, this huge like hedgerow, maybe about 15 or 20 feet high with all of these different mobile moving like hibiscus flowers. You see it just get trampled as this creature bursts out from within it and uh, comes charging at you all. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and make that image <sighs> available to you all on the... Uh, on oh, the no. desktop. 
And so it is probably the size, I would say, uh, so this has got like Silhouette 3. This is like the size of an elephant, maybe a little bit bigger. As it comes trampling out, the head, you can see that the jaw is extraordinarily jagged. It has all these extra eyes going along the side uh, of its temples. Uh, you can see that there is some kind of heavy scales, it's tough scales, chitin, it's kind of covering it here and there. And there's all sorts of arms and tentacles that seem to be inexplicably protruding from various portions uh, of the body. Uh, and it is charging directly at you guys. Um, let's go ahead and roll, roll initiative. Oh, gosh. <clears throat> nice. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and finish off tonight. This is going uh, just like we planned it. All right. So you guys, uh, let's see. Whoops. Yeah, you in. We were coming here for a larger than life cult leader. This is not what I expected. Okay. Uh, so let's see. You guys, let's see. Cool is when you're prepped for it. So this is going to be vigilance for everybody, I think. So let me switch that stuff over for you guys. Uh, so go ahead and if you go to the, the two swords, the initiative list, you can go ahead and click your initiative. It's also going to be, uh, it's also going to be uh, that same thing for. What did you, you say that we're vigilance? rolling? Vigilance, yeah, you guys are rolling vigilance. If you just go to the, if you go to the actual uh, combat tracker in uh, in Foundry, you can just click the dice next to your name. Oh my gosh, it beat us. Griffin, I'll drop it in the, uh, I'll drop it in the chat. Uh, on Discord. Well, probably later. Uh, okay. So it does, in fact, beat you guys, as this will go first. No. Uh, so this giant elephant-sized creature uh, that I will tell you all is 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 half... half. Yeah, it's half elephant. It's not even really an elephant. It's more like a big old dinosaur. You were talking about T-Rex arms before, but uh, this thing is huge, and it is it is barreling at you all. Um, okay. Just a reminder to us, because it's silhouette three, we get to decrease the difficulty of the check by one. It's two, two silhouette higher than us. But because it's adversary one, it upgrades the difficulty of all combat checks against the target by one, which means it cancels out. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> get wrecked, fool. All right. Uh, okay, it's going to charge at you guys. Uh, I'm not going to say it's one specific person. I'm not going to say it's going to target one. I'm just going to roll randomly who it's going to target. Uh, it's going to roll a d10 here and figure this out. It will target. One, two, three. It's going to target Nico. Smallest person oh, here no. goes charging at Nico, or at least it's charging at all of you. And some of you are quick enough to step out of the way. Nico, unfortunately, you are going to get the battery. The whole crowd parts to reveal Nico. Okay. Do you have. <laughs> <laughs> You're fiddling with your fanny pack. Like, I got grenades in here. Uh, do you have any extra difficulty on your on attacks against you? Uh, I don't think so, no. All right. This is going to. Uh, one throws out there. This guy's rolling. I'm a tank. No, He's this thing's this. a tank. This thing's a tank. Is I'm rolling three yellow dice and two green dice. Uh, that's going to be 18 points of damage. Okay, uh, so with my soak, <laughs> I'm taking 17 points of damage. I rolled uh, really well. I rolled four successes. Uh, okay. And I only have, but the good news is I only have one advantage, uh, but that's 18 points of damage. Yeah, that's great news. 
That's so good. Nico just gets literally trampled by this creature. Uh, and I'm assuming that's going to to knock you out, right? Yeah, my threshold's 11. So Okay. So you guys watch. Uh, everyone kind of tries to dodge out of the way as this thing tramples, knocks over this, this hedgerow. And in addition to also steps on Nico and goes flying past uh, onto the ground. And Nico has fallen. He is knocked out. Then we're going to go to you all. Uh, so that was uh, that was its turn. Uh, and then we're going to go to PC slots. Let me go ahead and make sure I claim that. We're running, right? I think we're I need to roll a critical injury. Yeah, too. you got to roll critical because you went down. Yeah, so go ahead. Let me see if he's got anything. Is it vicious? No, he doesn't. Doesn't have vicious. Uh, so yeah, so just roll straight up critical. Uh, do we have a roll table for that? I don't, I don't think, think I do. I didn't put him in. I'm sorry. No worries. Uh, is it just a D100? Uh, yeah, it's a D100. <laughs> it, because is this the only not, way you die is from rolling yeah. critical injury? Okay. Yeah, so he's not like dead or anything. He's just knocked out effectively. Uh, what did you roll? What number did you roll? Uh, 37. Sorry. Uh, okay. To able to. Stinger. <laughs> increase the difficulty of the target's next check by ones. The next time you make a yeah. check, increase the difficulty by one. But you're effectively knocked. You're, you're, you're knocked out. So you see Nico fall. He's not dead. You can see him breathing, but he is, he is out. Um, okay. Who would like to claim the next initiative slot? Uh, it would be dinner. Get running. I'm going to pick okay. up Nico. Okay. So you're going to grab Nico. Uh, I mean, this thing has to be able to outrun us, though. Yeah, I would think so. I think we need this to. This thing's massive. Kill it, yeah. I don't think we can kill it, Mal. <laughs> so I want to draw. Guns. I do want to draw your attention to the fact that I rolled four successes and it did eighteen damage, which means its base damage is fourteen. It's fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could have taken it if I rolled up. higher on totally it. You totally did. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Murtaugh, you're taking the initiative slot. You are picking up Nico. Uh, we'll say action, pick up Nico. No problem. He's small. I, I don't think a check is necessary here, but we'll say that'll take your action. Maneuver, and, I'll go ahead and move away. And then where are you moving to? Options are back on the lift or towards that, uh, that set of cargo doors you saw on the far side as well. Those are your two options as you currently see. The lift is the closest thing, so I'll head back there. Okay, so you start running back to the lift. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Restraining. Okay, that is your turn. All right, another PC slot. Who's next? Okay, so Peary is going to shoot at it. Um, I am trying to do hamstring shot to give us some time. Okay. Uh, so hamstring shot basically immobilizes the target until the end of its next turn. Okay, uh, Sure. Uh, so like we said before, it's very big, but it's also adversary one. And those two things kind of cancel each other out. Uh, so just roll your normal, uh, your normal and has no extra defense or anything like that. So roll your okay. shot. I am taking an audience dice for this cause I'd like to succeed. Hmm. You okay. Did in fact so... succeed. Uh, instead of nine damage, that would be half damage. Okay, so we'll round up. And so we'll say it's going to take five damage and it's immobilized until it's the end of its next turn? Yes. Okay. That's huge because I don't have ac I don't actually have any real uh, range attacks on this thing. 
Though I can do vehicle flips with it, which is fun. <laughs> uh, okay. So very good. So you start shooting. Uh, you, you catch it in one of its large legs. You see a burst of blood pop out. It kind of, that, that leg momentarily crumbles and you can see it fall. It sh- one of its shoulders smashes against the ground. It slides a bit and it's going to take a moment to stand back up. This is a huge creature so that it's going to take a while to sort of lumber back up. And so that's how we'll account for it. Uh, so that was, Piri, you have a maneuver, anything you're doing in addition to... Uh, yes, running towards okay, so the you, Are you firing left. Murtaugh? Okay. Yeah. All right. Saw or Koi? What are you thinking? Uh, elevator. If we go to the elevator, what are we going to do? We're at the top. Uh, I'm. Koi uh, starts running to the double doors. Okay. Uh, okay. Sounds good. Uh, it's about 150 or so feet away, give or take. Uh, you can probably cover at least half of that ground uh, on a round, I would say. Just uh, keep uh, shooting at the leg and we'll go to the doors. Okay, okay, okay. All right, so then that one is going to be coy. And then that means, Saw, it's your turn. God. Uh, do I follow Koi or do I go with you guys? What do you want? It's your decision, Ashley. Don't ask that. I don't like this. You make the decision. You put us in this mess with your hacking, so you make this decision. <laughs> you killed Nico. I'm not hacking anything else Nico. anymore. Murtaugh picks up Nico, runs to the edge of the building, throws him over the side. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's going to be a great time to actually use his grenades with his body and feed it to the creature. But it's a shame none True. of you passed that perception test to be able to actually see this gigantic creature before it charged you. Yeah. Uh... Koi followed after Saw when she was alone, so she's going to run after Koi. Okay, so you do the same thing. The two of you are more than halfway across the room uh, towards this large kind of car- set of cargo bay doors. No problem. Uh, so that's going to be... Uh, that was Saw who did it. Uh, Stephen, have you been looking up what happens while you're dead? Or, I mean, while yes, you're not uh, I stay incapacitated until my wounds are below my threshold, so I need to be healed seven okay. before I'm right. conscious. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Seems like a lot. It, it would be. Uh, okay, next round, uh, we come to its turn again. It unfortunately can't uh, can't move this turn because it is. A, you said it was immobilized, right? Yeah. So you see it, since no one remained in melee with it, everyone effectively ran away uh, one way or the other, it just starts thrashing around. You see it rip some of, you see it just kind of take these one of these large arms and just sort of, spike one of these floating platforms with the cherry blossom trees that are flying past it hurls across hurls it across the room but it's not an like it's it's more there to scare koi and saw and murtaugh and piri who are running back so like as opposed to an actual attack uh next up uh it'll be you guys uh so who wants to take the next pc slot i'll listen to koi direct everyone towards the Cargo doors. I'll go ahead and step out of lift and head towards there, then. Okay, you're going to be a little behind now, uh, but yeah, because you're going first this turn, you're you can effectively catch up almost to them uh, on this turn. Uh, but you are going to be a little bit behind, uh, and you're carrying Nico still. Mm. Okay, who's next? 
Piri wants to go with them because she's got the dermal sealer, which can heal five wounds. Okay. So you'll say you administer the five, the, the the sealer to Nico, which gets you gotta him. shoot him though. That's true. So you have to hamstring shot again, or he's gonna chase after someone. Can I throw the dermal sealer to Murta? You can take two strain. So you can move. So first of all, one maneuver to move. Um, okay. Technically, what I would say you would probably want to do, Piri, you should probably go before Murtaugh. Use one of your maneuvers to give him the item. Take can I throw something strain. out there too? Yeah, go I'm for sorry. it. Yeah. Uh, Nico talks about what's in his fanny packs all the time. Uh, so I'd assume you guys would know that he has two packs of dermal sealer in there as well. So he's already carrying two. Mm-hmm. And tons of grenades. If he's, if he's carrying them as my action, I can just heal him with the. Okay. The so sealer. let's just reset for a second. Let's go back. Let's go back to Murtaugh's turn. So this creature mobilized, couldn't do anything. It just menacingly swatted one of these floating grav lifts out of the sky. Now we come to Murtaugh. Now remember, you get a maneuver and you get an action on your turn, but you can voluntarily t- take two strain to do an extra maneuver, right? So just keep that in mind, both Piri and both Murtaugh, when it comes to uh, when it comes to pulling pulling items out of your inventory, grabbing items off Nico, aiming, moving, that kind of stuff. So with that, mind, is that limited? Is that limited to only two strain a, a turn, or can I do like multiple strains? You can you can only do a, you can do a maximum of two maneuvers per turn. You can't okay. do so. You can only do it to get a second, and that's it. Right. Then I will use two strain to draw his sealer action to heal him and. Maneuver to move. Okay. Uh, it's I, actually a maneuver to use the dermal sealer. Unfortunately, oh really? uh, I mean, I'm fine with him using an action. Okay. To, to yeah, I'm fine with that. It's, it's all the same. Action. You could just yeah, yeah, I'm fine with it. Okay, so you one maneuver, pull out the uh, you know to, to go ahead and pull out the sealer. Uh, you administer it, so he takes five you know five heals you know five wounds are healed, and then you carry him for you know, about a, you know a third or so of the the distance across so that is as your turn puree it'll come to you then in the order of the way this is going Murtaugh has already left you can see him he's running now for the door where koi and sa are running so puree what are you doing uh puree will uh him hamstring shot is once per round uh so puree can do that again okay so uh you're gonna fire all right, same deals before. Um, I'll even give you a boost die since it's a mobile, so it's a little bit easier to shoot. Um, so take a boost die from that, and then uh, rip your shot. And uh, Gunny Sergeant, thank you for that prime sub. Very much appreciated. Okay, so that is uh, six damage, which will be half to three. Got it. And then uh, it is immobilized again. You have three advantages, and your weapon actually has a critical threshold of three. So if you wanted to actually do a crit, you can spend your advantages on a crit for it. Uh, yes, please. Okay, so you'll burn your advantages. I have to roll then uh, and see what's going to happen. So 68. Um, Scattered senses. The target removes all advantage or all bonus from skill checks until the critical injury is healed. Okay, so I get basically I get no boost dive from anything it might get boost dies from. No problem. That's not bad. Okay. 
uh, eight points of damage. It's still immobilized. So it's still like you, it gets up right as it looks like it's getting ready to burst again. You fire and you, you burst a chunk, like the kneecap of one of its other legs and it collapses once more, bangs his head. It kind of looks to be a little disoriented as it's on the ground. Uh, then your maneuver is to move and catch up to Murtaugh. Is that correct? Yeah, I want to make sure that I'm still in range to shoot it again if I need to next next time. No, don't worry um, about that. There's there's room to shoot. Okay. Uh, so maneuver to, to maneuver to catch up with Murtaugh. Are you doing anything with your like? Are you burning strain to get a, another maneuver, or are you you done with, no. with, with where you're at? I'm good. Okay. All right. So Murtaugh and Piri are about a third of the way across because they just spent a singular maneuver. Saw and Koi are more than halfway across, like two thirds effectively. Nico, you're in the arms of Murtaugh, so you're with him. Uh, okay. Next in the arms up, of an angel. Yeah, I was gonna say that we should we should retitle this to "In the Arms of Murta." Oh, okay. All right. Uh, so that was Murta and Puri. So Koi or Saw? Do you want to go? Uh, yeah. With our our normal movement, will we make it, or do we need to use double? So basically, it's going to be three maneuvers to get across. If you essentially, since you guys did your full use movements, two. yeah, you just need okay. one more maneuver to get there. Yeah. Okay. So you can get up to it. And then this, like, this is like a massive hangar door, or is this it's like, something? It's like a big ass cargo bay door. It's likely you would probably assume that vehicles might come in here to unload various things, like the different trees and various other collections. <clears throat> Maybe this giant creature. Who knows? Okay. Um, I guess her first instinct will be using the portable toolkit to see if she can just like. Uh, with the, um, what's it called? Like the welding flame or little welding kit. Try to just like make a human-sized hole for us to maybe just punch through. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's, let's say mechanics probably. Do like a mechanics test. You have equipment, so take like a take a boost die for that. Uh, Koi makes a human-sized hole and realizes that Koi is bigger than a human-sized hole. God damn it, I don't even fit! <laughs> <laughs> just, well... Koi has been saying how she's probably going to die soon. Yeah. All uh, right. Okay. Wait, what? Uh, you uh, uh, you rolled two failures and two advantages. Hmm. Right? Okay. Two okay. threats and two advantages. Uh, no, yeah, so the, that would cancel each other out. The failures are crossed. Two threats. Yeah, those are threats. Yeah, oh, so, so that's why I rolled nothing. Yeah, so yeah, nothing neutral. So you're trying to get you're trying to get the torch to trigger it just won't ignite. And so you're like you're just sitting there, click, click, click. It's like that moment where someone's trying to get the lighter to go and it just won't go. Uh all right, that was Koi. So then uh, because that was Koi, we go to Saw. Uh Saw, what do you want to do? Uh is there a control panel or something at this door? There is indeed. So we'll say maneuver to run up to it. Yep. And then you've got your action still. Uh, okay. Anything you want to do with this is going to be at difficulty three. Three. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, can I have a dice smell? Of course you can. With how I'm rolling today. Oh I also want to point out. I just want to remind everybody there are story points. You guys have three story points, so you can always use them uh, for various things. So don't forget. I did just spend one. Yeah. Already. I was saving one for a dire scenario if this creature comes and attacks us again. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, go ahead and rip it, Saw. Uh, three successes 
two threat. There okay. you go. Uh, so first of all, you're going to immediately, when you get here without too much difficulty, uh, trigger the opening mechanism for the cargo bay door here. It is slow going. It's not an instant thing. So it's actually going to take this turn in next turn to fully open, but next turn you will be able to slip through. Like uh, you guys are small enough that you'd be able to get through. So on the next turn, it would be open. Uh, like how like Koi is trying to break through the door and saw's like, there's a button over here. He's still like trying to cut through it while the door's opening. <laughs> and then I'm going to say, <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why it's not working. You're like, stop moving. <laughs> um, then I'm going to say the next person to go, I'm going to burn those two threats just to give the next person a setback die is what it's going to be. So okay. uh, we'll say maybe alarms start going off. And it just and it, they're blaring, they're loud. The, the the light begins to flash. You can hear this loud siren going. It's just an extra distraction on top of everything else that's happening. So whoever I hate it here. This, I never got my nap on the ship like I was supposed to. I told you guys we should have. I needed more time. Okay, this creature is still uh, is still actually kind of screwed, aren't they? Let me see if there's anything else I can do. Yeah. Looking something up really fast. Talk amongst yourselves. So is this basically their version of like a security system? Like if you have someone that like breaks in, just like shoot them off on this level and have the creature just murder them and that's your security? Be the demon dino. I feel like it's just like how rich people want to own pet tigers. Like this is just <laughs> their version of a pet tiger. Yeah. Anybody wants to roll a lore check to try to identify what this thing could possibly be, I will allow you I'll as an incidental check. to do so. Lord. We all try just for funsies. Uh, it's going to yeah. be, um, hang on, there's like three different, there's three different. There's culture, lore. lore, science. Uh, this is going to be, I'll take lore or science. I have yeah. zeros in all of them. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah, rip it. It's all the same. I'm going to take a bonus because... Oh, yeah, not? I know what it is. I don't have any of that. Can roll it anyway. You can still yeah, roll I mean, it. You just don't have to have rank. You don't have ranks in it. Yeah, you don't have to have yellow dice and something to roll it. It just... You, you should still have at, at least a couple regular dice. Yeah, you have to have at least one green, yeah. Like, I don't see it in the skills. It's in my the blind. knowledge category on the, the very bottom. Uh, I, I might not have put it in Martana now that I think about it. Yeah. Um, oh, maybe the just roll your just mean. roll that knowledge int because it's the same stats for those. So you have that knowledge int in the bottom right. It'll be the same. It's, it'll have the same stats. Okay, so I see one, three, four, five successes for this. Okay, probably because you guys have been doing some research and flying over here, you've gotten some Kellerus uh, material uh, that's built into the database of your ship, the Bounty. Uh, you've probably seen some sketchy holovid that has been collected from other incidents that have happened across the galaxy uh, that are specifically re related to Vulwraith invasions. And you have seen creatures like this pop up. Usually they have been unloaded out of some sort of either a vessel of some kind that looks almost like a creature unto itself. Uh, and they are usually at the forefront of like uh, sort of a, a Vulerath invasion force. All of those videos that you guys probably saw are from outposts or places yeah. that were wiped off the map. 
like after these things showed up, they were essentially destroyed. And you get there, everyone's dead. The whole outpost is destroyed, that type of thing. So this is a Vul Wraith creature. Um, and again, no one made that perception test so uh, before. So there's still some things. Uh, okay. I couldn't find what I was looking for. So uh, this thing is still going to just kind of sit there thrashing about, uh, frustrating. And again, swatting some of those things out of the air, trying to ineffectually hit you guys. Uh, who's going next? I'm going to continue. Okay. Uh, this smack Nico awake with his right. last sealant. Okay. So that heals me for four this time because it's uh, diminishing returns. Yeah. But still, she could Nico, wake up. Yeah. Yeah. So that puts me under my threshold. So I would be conscious now. Okay. And I'll strain <gasps> the continue movement. Did I get him? Oh, you got him good. Just keep running, though. <laughs> Nico, you look over your shoulder. Well, actually, you probably put him down. Nico can take his own turn now. Nico, you look over your shoulder, and you see this creature is trying to swat some of these things out of the air, and you see all manner of, like, grav lifts with these trees that were sprouting up from him just smashed out of the sky and cascading across the ground. None of them are technically hitting you guys, but uh, there you go. Uh, who's going next? Uh, Piri will do the same as before. Okay, so go ahead and take your shot. As per usual, uh, okay. and be, you're going to get a setback die uh, from the previous expenditure of the threat. Mm, so, no, no. Murtaugh didn't roll a shot, uh, roll a test. So, you're the next person to take the test. Uh, and what color is setback again? It's a black D6 square. Okay. Audience die would counteract it. Yeah, I got it. That's true. All right. So, eight damage, half to four. Yeah. Man, you should just let the damage go through, you know? You're, you're ripping this thing. Oh, you know what I've been forgetting to do? <laughs> Never mind. Okay. You're doing soak. I've been forgetting soak, but good thing I've been tracking this. How much damage did you just do? Four. Okay. All right. Yeah, this thing's in great shape. Uh, uh, yeah, I assumed <laughs> it would be like, yeah. Yeah, it's it's looking pretty good, actually. Uh, so eight points of damage. Uh to threat. Uh, I'll do the same thing. Four points of damage. Four points of damage, sorry. So that it's uh, incapacitated. Uh, and then it's still immobilized. It's not incapacitated. Uh, yeah, sorry. That's what I meant. Then it will... Hang on one sec. You actually have Pierce 3 as well. So some of it so isn't even going through. So if that's the case, you've attacked three times. All right. I got it sorted. I know how much damage it's taken. It's sorted. All right. So as you're firing and you're shooting, it's and it's thrashing around. You're pinning it down very effectively. It's just this thing is huge. It's got all these scales covering its body. You're hitting occasionally. It's, you're taking its knees out. You're not sure if it's. It doesn't look like it's anywhere close to dying. Uh, but there's two threat. So I'm going to pass that forward. The next person to roll a check is going to do so with a setback die. As it sends one of these graveless careening and it slides across the ground and essentially scatters everyone and crashes next to you. And so it's going to be uh, one setback die for the next uh, next check. Uh, okay. Whoever does that. All right. So are you going to continue to move as well? Yes. All right. So Murtaugh, Piri, you're like two thirds of the way through the room. You're one maneuver away essentially from being where Saw and Koi are. Uh, who is next to go? I'll go ahead and go next. 
Um, what range would I be from this creature? Uh, let's see. You've been with Murtaugh, right? And so Murtaugh, yes. Murtaugh, you said that you moved last time, right? Yeah, I've done two movements away from it. Uh, so I would say if you've done two movements away from it, short to medium, I would say you're probably medium, Nico. Okay. Several, um, several dozen meters away. Yeah, that sounds right. I'm just grabbing my rifle. Uh, likely it fell on the floor somewhere, so I'm scooping it up, and I'm firing as I come back up. I got you now! Um, just blasting away wildly, and I have a knack for it, which removes two setback dice from uh, checks I make with this. And so that one that I gave from the threat yep. is not going to come into play here. It's fine. Uh, I'm going to take an audience die as well. Got it. Okay. All right. How do we do here? Damage 10, critical, uh, not quite enough advantage to get a critical. Correct. Uh, what does inaccurate do? That's for rolling, right? Uh, inaccurate is another setback die. So I would have had two, but then I can counteract two. That's That's nice. Uh, okay, so that's 10 points of damage. No piercing on this, so all of its soak is going to come into play here. You do manage to hit it, though, and you can see a chunk of its scales explode from where your shot hits, and it actually damages underneath. So it does actually take some damage. It roars in relative anger, however, uh, at doing so. And uh, uh, I'll use my maneuver to run closer to it. Okay, to towards the creature? You're going towards the creature. Yeah, I mean, we got to get even he took me out i gotta take him out right okay so you're gonna move from medium to short okay i'm okay. appreciating ashley's face okay. <laughs> uh, uh so saw or koi what do you want to do when you two go yeah, this is not working. I don't understand. Avoid the door is open if you would like to go inside. Oh, well, well you just it's tell going. me. Okay. It's slow. Wait, is that little green guy? Did he just? All right. He's running he just... towards the, the monster? You know, my character was built about saving people and doing the right thing, but this is just too stupid, and she'll walk inside the hangar. <laughs> okay. The door has opened up wide enough even for Koi to go through. And it's essentially you're now outside and you can feel that you have a suit on. So you probably don't really feel the environments too much now that I say and I say that. But you can feel like the winds, the currents up here kind of start to push you. Uh, you can see off to your right as you as you leave this, you can see those cables, those thick, huge cables uh, streaking up into what looks like the uh, like this massive cruiser. It's enormous. I would say it's probably three, four times the size of your own ship. Uh, you can see that there is also uh, a kind of grav lift terminal underneath them, probably about 50 feet or so from you. That looks like you step on it, hit a button, and it would probably take people up to kind of a receptacle point at the underside of this cruiser. Uh, is where you're where you could potentially head. Um, and you roll a quick die here to see if there's anyone actually defending it currently. Uh, and it's empty. There's no one there right now. Okay, okay she'll uh, point it out to saw and she'll kind of get closest to the grav lift, but she's keeping an eye on the other. Uh, members that are actually fleeing to make sure mm -hmm. they are getting out in case she needs to go help them. Gotcha. 
Okay, so you move a little bit, you're through the door, you're out of that atrium area, but you can still keep vision a little bit on like Murtaugh and Piri and Saw. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, Saw, what are you going to do? You've got this, um, this, 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 do these doors have opened. What do you want to do? I would like to stop the door so they do not open any further for this creature to be able to enter. Okay, uh, that's going to be another check, I think. Uh, as okay. There is basic systems, same, same deal as before. Anything you're doing in these systems at this point is at three difficulty. Understood. Security uh, has been alerted. I'd like a die, Melissa. Got it. Uh, one success to advantage, so I okay. fail because it needs three successes, right? No, no you doesn't. did it. You you oh, roll okay. difficulty is just the number of purple die you roll, and what you roll on them could potentially cancel out what you roll on your good die. So your oh, all you need is one success. You're good. You also got two advantages, uh, so you can use that. Probably you you probably just want to pay it for it in this case. Um, yes, but you can use those two to just give either give the next enemy a setback die, or you can give the next ally check a boost die. Uh, I will give next ally a boost die. Uh, also, the other option, if you wanted to, you can do an immediate free maneuver that doesn't count against your two maneuver limit for the turn. So if you wanted could to, like, be, could I shoot? No, maneuver is like moving. Oh, or just aiming. movement. Got yeah. it. Okay. Okay. Uh, you can aim with it. Yeah, I will aim. Okay. Uh, so you, uh, so that'll give you a boost die on your roll, basically, if you want. So to if I could use my movement, I move inside the room and then aim with the freebie. Okay. The going through the door takes you outside, and you're literally on like the roof area of this massively tall skyscraper. So you're Got you're it. leaving okay. and you're shooting back through the door. Yeah. Uh, gonna, well, no, I'm just going to leave and then I'll pay forward. Okay. So you're going to pay forward. So next person. Yeah. So you're just, you're just keeping with Koi and the next person can get a, a boost die on their check. Yeah. So, yeah. Sounds great. Uh, so that was, uh, okay. This thing is going to go. Nico has gotten into short range. Okay. Uh, okay. Damn it. It needs to, you need to be closer. <laughs> so it's going to it's just roar at you and a whole mess of saliva comes flying out in your direction. <laughs> and you are coated in this saliva and you look ridiculous. Ew. Right. Who's going next? Not today, Cousin Nico. We've got to go bowling. And I'm going to run towards him, pick him up. You're going to go run and try to... Okay, so you're going to maneuver back as Nico ran Wait, away from you. Wait, let me shoot first. And you're going to try to grab him. Shoot on my back. I'm going to pick him up. All right. Constrained to move back to my original position. Nico, are you going to contest him picking you up and carrying you away? Could I take my action before you do that? If you need to be in short range, yeah. Yes, I do. Okay, we'll say... Fine, whatever. Uh... Nico, you're going to go first. Go ahead and do your action. All right. I got to throw grenades. I, I got to do. Uh, so rain short uh, for my last infantry grenade. Someone uh, needs to channel Aaron and just literally throw Nico off the <laughs> freaking building. <laughs> well, he sounds like she's approaching. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a lot of successes. Uh, oh, I forgot to actually do the... Uh, I kind of just rolled ranged light. Um, so uh, it's blast fine. seven. Uh, okay. So that would be, what is that? Uh, 
11 damage. Plus seven plus five successes. That's uh, yeah, I oh, thought yeah, it's one success one, to do the damage, one success yeah. to do the default damage. Uh, so that's gonna be a, yeah, a total of 11 damage. Okay, I'll subtract its soak. Okay, you throw one of these grenades, and it's an infantry grenade, right? So it's just like frag, is yeah, that, is that, it's is not one of the particles, the bigger okay. grenade. So this thing erupts, maybe you, you throw it underneath, and you see just this, the, the grenade go off, you see some of the, the underbelly of the creature just begin to rupture where some of the scales and the chitin, the chitinous armor that it seems to have on uh, is, uh, is, no, is not there, at least not there thick enough. And blood comes down and you see this kind of green-brown liquid begin to seep from the wound, but it is not defeated. Uh, but you have done damage to it, indeed. <laughs> okay uh, and then and, do uh, you maneuver after you do that I'll spend my maneuver diving into cover okay so you dive into cover I don't want to take away Long's action here you dive into cover do. Murtaugh you're going to go and you're going to try to pick up Nico and drag him away is that right yeah that's right All right. Uh, no action necessary if Nico's not going to resist so you run you pick him up do you strain to continue running or? Yeah, I do strain. All right. So you pick them up and then you continue moving again. All right. Who's up next? Ridiculous. Piri. <laughs> All right. What's Piri doing? You're going to try to continue firing? Yes. Okay. Oh, goodness. Itch. All right. Go ahead and roll your attack. Oh, my God. Are there any uh No, setbacks? no, you're good. You're good. Uh well actually, yeah, there is because uh you had two threat on that, did you, Nico? So yeah, there would have been one one setback that I just roll a D6. That is a six and also So that would be a threat on a setback die. Yeah. Uh <laughs> so then that is I did not get enough advantage for a critical, so that's four damage. Man, you just, yeah, like you're not actually really doing damage to it uh, all that often because of the half, because it has a decent amount of soak, but the immobilization is really annoying. Uh, stop it. Okay. Uh, you continue to kind of keep it pinned down. You keep shooting its legs out, keep taking like these shots to its knees that just continues to bring it down to the ground. Every time it gets up, it stumbles back down. You're starting to see that there's some wear and tear, especially from Nico's explosion, from your shots. That have begun to wear it a bit. Okay. Uh, then, Piri, do you do you move? Uh, yes. Okay. So, with your maneuver, you're effectively at the door now. Uh, the only people that are still left in the atrium are Murtaugh and Nico, uh, who are about again back to like two thirds of the way through the room. Sa and Koi are outside. Piri, you're right in the doorway, uh, that cargo bay doorway. And that's where we're at. Uh, so Saw or Koi, who are both outside, what do you want to do? Uh, I guess Koi will go to the grav lift and wait for, I assume like everybody could fit on there if we. Yeah, it's quite big. Yeah, it's okay. quite big. She'll just kind of wait there with her finger over the button waiting for everybody to jump on. Okay. Yeah, and uh, Saw will, will follow. All right, two of you 
Very simple, easy, thank you. Okay, creature once again, ineffectually, uh, roll with anger. However, this is like round five, so I get to roll this now. Okay, <laughs> so those of you that are still in the room, in the atrium, uh, you do in fact hear the sudden sounds of several footsteps uh, come come rushing. Uh, and you see emerging into the room uh, over by where the lift is, essentially coming out from behind it, uh, you can see that there are some people that have shown themselves now at long last. Uh, so let me go ahead and uh, add them to the initiative. That's their turn to essentially get into it so they can't do anything just yet, but they are now in the combat. Uh-oh. Uh, so. All right. So this is going to be... Okay, so they're going to be at the end. All right, so start of the new round. It roars, doesn't do anything. Who goes next? PCs. Oh, what's the range on the creature? Uh, so you got moved one range band. You are at short, so you're at medium now. Because it takes two maneuvers to get to medium, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I think I think you you he maneuvered it. twice. So I don't know. Or so, I guess he went one to me and then one back. Oh, yeah, that's right. So if he did one to you and one back, then you're probably still at short. Yeah, you're still, still at short. Uh, I'll throw some more grenades. Oh, no, no. It only takes one maneuver to get from short to medium. You, you are at medium. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. If that's the case, then I'm shooting with my rifle. Uh, okay. Probably using uh, Murtaugh's shoulder to steady my aim. Uh, so could I use a maneuver to aim and then shoot? Absolutely. Um, I would normally say setback die for it's shooting kinda, from... It's kind of cheating because he's moving me anyway, so I, yeah, it's okay if I don't get it. I don't care. It's a third third session. I'm just going to blow the ship up once you guys get on it. It's fine. What? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, that's 12 damage. Still not enough advantage uh, for a crit, so I'll just push the boost forward. Okay, so the next person to roll a check is going to get a boost die. 12 damage, damn. And it's not piercing. Wow. Murtaugh, okay. the only thing louder than still this up. rifle in your up. ear is Nico's maniacal laughing. Okay, uh, so that was Nico's turn. Uh, we're going to come to... Uh, so whoever's next, who wants to go next? I'll continue maneuvering. I'll even strain to get us out. Okay, so you you get you're out now, and you can see Koi and Saw, who are both waiting for you all. You blow past Piri, push her down as you do so, and then you rush over in the direction of Saw and Koi, who are waiting near a grab lift platform that seems to be waiting to take you guys up to that cruise liner above. Uh, but you're not all the way to them, but you're close enough. Uh, so that's your turn, Piri. So we're all outside now, right? Uh, you're in the doorway. You can see the big creature, and you can now see that some security personnel have emerged. They're currently long distance from you. Uh, they they do have weaponry on them. It looks like there's a total of about four of them. No, five of them. They're kind of chasing you down. Okay, so now that we are all outside, uh, Piri is going to just shoot this thing just straight. Okay, so you're not going to try to immobilize it? Yeah. Okay. 
go for so it. So can I take a boost then carried forward from Nico's attack? Yes, because he did have that uh, from his advantages. Yeah. All right. I'm going to take an audience as well. See how this does. Uh, no advantages, so there's no critical, but that is seven damage. Seven damage. And it's got three piercing on it. Yep. Okay. It's still up. You guys have put tons of damage into it. It is still up and it's still kicking. And now it's actually functional and able to move as you no longer, uh, as you no longer have hindered it with your hamstring shot. And then I maneuver back towards the. Okay. So I think everyone is, is more or less, everyone's outside. I think three of you are effectively on top of the grav lift at this point. Uh, Nico and Murtal are just a, probably one maneuver away. Uh, has, uh, let's see, Nico, Murtal, Piri, Saw, and Koi, uh, anything you want to do, or are you just still kind of waiting it out? No, nah, she's just jamming to elevator music in her spacesuit. Okay. Um, so yeah, what I'll Saw's say, got her gun ready if she needs to, if anybody gets through, but she's just waiting. So we're going to break initiative for a second, uh, since I think you guys are going to be able to get away. But what you see as all of you climb on top of this lift and Koi, you hit the, the controls and you feel yourselves on this translucent bit of energy and you can look beneath it and see yourselves on this angle flying up towards the underside of this cruiser. You can see the ridiculously long fall it would be if this, uh, if this device were to falter on you. You look down at the, uh, at the building and you watch as one side of the building erupts and you see this creature that you've been hamstringing burst through it, uh, not caring for the cargo bay at all and is much like the T-Rex from Jurassic Park, just sort of ready to swing. Unfortunately, you guys have already started moving up the rift, uh, the, the, the gravity lift. There are a handful of security folks who are following. They do have guns, and they're firing, but their range is medium, so it's actually kind of ineffective uh, as they're firing in your direction. So you do manage to load onto this cruiser. However, you haven't done so stealthily. So I'll say as you load up into the base, you see these kind of almost like bombing doors open. And that's where you enter in, into this cargo bay of this large, uh, this large cruise liner. Uh, you look around, there's no personnel immediately here awaiting you, uh, but you can, you can hear the sounds of, of sirens and alarms, klaxons and stuff ringing throughout uh, what do you guys want to do? We're going to shift out of initiative and you just kind of walk me through what's the plan here and under your up. Is there multiple exits from here or just one? Uh, yeah, you can see that there are multiple ways out. Uh, Saw, you got the building, right? You didn't necessarily get the ship. Um, if anybody... I'd and like to spend a po story point to have also acquired the ships. That sounds good. Okay, that's fine. Uh, so, yeah, we'll say, where are you trying to get to? Let's we'll say, just tell me your, your, your destination here. Anything that looks like where you would hold people. Or, Do yeah, you, or you'd hold the research technology. Okay, so you're looking for... Like a science lab facility or okay. something. So you just want to find some labs. Okay. Uh, all right. You begin, uh, so yeah, you, you, you 
you take the starboard hatch out and you begin trudging. Saw you've got your savant up. You can see the schematics as best you can of this ship. You can already tell just by moving through it that there's certainly been some alterations to the ship. Things have changed. It looks much less like a, uh, a, a yacht and more like a military vessel at times. And you're also noticing as you guys are moving through that there is a significant amount of, of sections that have done away with your stereotypical plastics and metals uh, for construction. And it almost looks like you're seeing these little talismans and displays of bone along the way. You're not sure if it's like, if it's actually structural or if it's just ornamental, but you're seeing that as you're pushing through. We'll say since you're specifically going for the labs and you have the plans, you do manage to push through uh, and you get to what looks like the, the starboard wing. Uh, and there's a set of double doors in front of you. You can see through this, uh, this opening in one of them, like there's this uh, kind of glass opening that there are, there is a, a Hylar in their normal water breathing suit. Uh, and you can see a very small diminutive little monkey man uh, that you would know is the other section of the Nasroka, even smaller than Nico, that are tending to various devices. And they're being done so uh, while they're surrounded by what looks like more of the same types of security personnel that you saw before when you were when you were like running away but also you see that there are these other creatures that are probably about humanoid size maybe six seven feet tall uh they look like they have like they're kind of purple skinned with these huge chunks of uh of of, of, of their skin ripped away and they have maws not just on their heads, but on other portions, like on their side where their ribs might be, on their back. Uh, and you can see they're flailing around with these tentacles. Each one of them has some kind of control collar around its neck now that you see. Uh, and they are kind of in the area, and they almost seem docile as these uh, as these other security personnel are there as well. What would you like to do? Hmm. Can we kind of set up in sort of like a flanking kind of approach where we no, might be able to? There's just the one set of doors that goes into the lab that you can currently see. Saw, you might be able to find some sort of vent access, but considering there's klaxons going on, people outside just saw you go up on the grab lift, whether you can get into them and maneuver in time, sort of a decision you'll have to make. All right. Today's a good day to die. You guys take cover. I'm opening this damn door. I've got my gun right over your shoulder. I can shoot. I can shoot. What if I can shoot? What if we launch into space so that no more people can get on the ship? Nope, I'm sick of this. And she'll go and just start <laughs> lifting the door. And she's gonna just try and take up as much space and be like the target for everybody with her shield and let everybody shoot behind her and Okay. See what uh, happens. All right, so that means that there's going to be another initiative set up. You guys, again, are <laughs> going to do vigilance. Uh, so let me reset that for you guys. Go ahead and roll that. Actually, no, you guys are cool. My bad, because you guys know it's happening, right? Yeah, you guys know yeah. fighting is happening. Because we're doing it, yeah. yeah. The other ones, my dudes, are vigilant. 
or not very cool. Yeah, better with vigilance than cool. <laughs> yeah, same. Oh, oh this is gosh. going well. This is going wow. awful. <laughs> Door opens up. Yeah, we're fucked. And without <laughs> immediately, <laughs> immediately the uh, the security folks turn around. They notice you. Uh, let's see who do I want to go first. Uh, I'll do these personnel. They've got pistols. Uh, they will, will treat the will maneuver uh, past some of these devices and, and various counters and they will unload their mm -hmm. uh some shots uh so let's see i'm gonna target koi koi any defense i need to know about three you have three defense i have three setback time for this are you freaking kidding me uh okay on every attack yo that's crazy uh okay <laughs> this is why koi wanted to go <laughs> barreling in <laughs> fire away uh, that is a failure as they fire and part of them hit the door, part of them hit the, the floor, part of them hit the ceiling above. Uh, maybe they clip you, but they don't hit anywhere that actually would do damage, uh, as that first group starts shooting. Uh, next up, uh, is going to be, um, hmm. The security chief is going to go next. They're going to take a couple steps, find a place behind uh, one of these counters, and they're going to hurl, uh, this is going to man after Nico's own heart, a plasma charge, uh, I think is going to get thrown into uh, into the area. Oh, boy. If Nico dies to a grenade, that's like, you know. He's tempted classic. to dive on it. <laughs> So with like grenades and like blast, your defense dice don't matter, right? It's just like an attack roll. Yeah, I'm still gonna put the I'm still gonna put the setback die because it's really a matter of whether or not they can throw the charge past you. So okay. I'm gonna still put the setback dice in there because it might just hit you. But I'm gonna say if they get a success, they'll slide it past and maybe get some other people in a blast. Uh, and they do. <laughs> uh, that is so we're gonna say. Oh my God, that's a ton of threat though. Uh, all right, so they, they throw this charge. You're so busy with the shots that are coming your way from that small squad that's firing at you that you miss this hurling of a charge. It slips past you uh, and it's going to... each. So it's each friend or foe engaged with their original target suffers a hit dealing damage equal to the blast quality's rating. So who would we say would have been up towards the front with Koi? Like, let's just be honest. Who do we think Nico would, would be? Have, for sure. Nico? Piri okay. would have had her rifle over Koi's shoulder. Okay, fair enough. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, so we'll say Nico and Piri will take it then. Uh, Murtaugh and Saul will say you, you, were, you two were a little further back, not engaged. So Nico and Piri, you're taking nine points of damage. Oh. Nico's down again. It is inaccurate too, so I don't know if we should add two more setback. Uh, did it not roll the setback die with it? Because you had three from me, and then... Yeah, that's a good point. Let me roll those. It is only one success, so we could potentially negate That it. is a good point. Let's bring that up. So I rolled a six and a one. Uh, let's see, is this a setback die? A one is a blank, and a six is a threat. So it's still successful. Oh, yeah, there is now five threat. Uh, okay, what does that so mean when they have threat? I, I get to use it. It's just it's basically oh, okay. inverse. I can use it. I think, right? Or could you say it the other way around? 
That's a good question, actually. I don't know. Yeah, is it just an advantage for you? Fast? That's how I was going to treat it. Like that's, that's how in my head I was treating it. Like when threats are rolled, it's for me. When advantages are rolled, it's good for you all. So, because uh, because the, the GM spends threat, the players spend advantages. Mm. So I think. Um, okay, Captain yeah, sure right. John says the roller uses advantages. Threats are bad for whoever rolled them. So if that's the case, then you all get to use those threat. Okay. So eight, uh, nine points of damage to Nico, Koi, and Puri. Ow. Subtract your, subtract your soak if you have it. Yeah, um, I, I got the one. Okay. <laughs> um, Nico's body five, goes flying five back. instead of two. This also has burn, so they inflict damage over time. So when burn is triggered... One target hit by the attack continues to suffer the weapon's base damage each round for a number of rounds equal to the weapon's burn rating. All right. You guys have so five threats. Uh, what do you guys want to do with those threats? Uh, you, you could just give me... So you can say active character falls prone. So you can say this: he falls down in the process, becomes prone. Um, you could say he grants... Uh, some sort of significant advantage, some such as accidentally blasting the controls to a bridge, or the active character was. We say he starts like lighting the room on fire, like the burn extends to like okay. some of the gear. I love it, but yeah. they probably didn't want to <laughs> catch on fire. Ooh, so the explosion yeah. erupts, and it kind of creates this cascade effect, and we see all these different equipment either either break or or catch on fire, and we see a, a, a fire starting to spread. Okay, so that's its turn. That's the security chief's turn. Uh, what a dummy setting his own place on fire. And then God, who I'm would gonna, throw a grenade in them? Who would throw inside. grenades indoors? What an what an idiot, right? And then <laughs> I'm gonna have this nightmare horde uh, charge in. Oh my gosh, it's still not our turns yet. I'm gonna be doing before group. we get there. They're going to charge in. And they're going to try with blade, tooth, and claw to hack away at Koi. Okay, that's only two defense dice okay. for melee. Got it. All right. All right, that is going to be a success uh, with two threats. You guys can give me some sort of negative if you like, but seven points of damage. Okay, uh, seven? Yeah. Let me read my... Okay, I'm going to spend three strain and take zero with parry. Okay. Very nice. All right, so now it comes to you all. So let me reset exactly the positions of everybody. This horde that just came up is, is engaged with Koi, Piri, and Nico. Uh, Sa and Murtaugh, you're a step behind. Uh, the other two mobs, the security chief and the personnel, they're at... Uh, short distance away uh, into the room. And I would say behind them is where you see your science crew, your science team, uh, who seem to be a little harried and concerned, but they look up and they see this giant uh, extra that they recognize. And despite their withered and and sort of scared look, there's maybe a sense of, uh, a sense of hope as they see you all. Comes to you all, whatever order you want to go in, who's, who's taking the initiative? I'll shoot. Okay. 
Uh, is there a particular person you're looking to uh, to shoot at? Uh, the one thing that I was just trying to find was if I'm going to have an issue shooting my rifle. Yeah, you are that engaged. Uh, so you're talking about you're talking about combat modifiers while you're engaged. Uh, I had those up a second ago. So making range attacks while engaged. If you want to make a range attack, um, can be risky. An opponent engaged with a character when the character makes a ranged attack, no matter who the target is, can add. I, so basically, I can add a boost die to my next brawl or melee check against you. Um, so there's no immediate issue there. The difficulty could be increased as well while the attacker and an enemy are engaged. So you're going to have plus one difficulty to the attack. So an extra Ooh, purple die. That's pretty good. Okay. And it doesn't matter who I'm shooting. I'm still going to have all of that because I'm shooting it out doesn't of engaged. Say, yeah, it doesn't say that. No matter who the target is specifically. No matter. Okay. That. Yeah. Okay. Alrighty. So I get an extra black and I'm going to take an audience. Now you get a purple not a black. Yeah, an extra. It's the difficulty is increased by one, which means you go to you go to three, uh, which is worse than purple. Black, yeah, yeah. You have a maneuver, so you can always reposition if you are looking to reposition. Uh, is that a trigger a opportunity attack Man, if I re gotta, relocate? Why can't I ask? I didn't think there was op attacks in this. I don't. I, I don't think there is. I didn't think. Genesis. Okay, then I will. Okay, then I will step back a little bit so that I can just shoot regular. Okay, now you are going to be, so you're stepping back from engaged and into short. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, so you step back. You're now with Murtaugh and Saw a little bit further back in the hallway, and you're trying to fire at, I will say, if you fire at the Nightmare Horde that's attacking Koi, uh, no increased difficulty or cover the issues. If you're trying to fire through the door into the room to hit the personnel, mm. that's going to be a really difficult shot. Uh, so... So you're just going to fire the nightmare hurt. Okay. Yes. All right. I will sell. I will tell you though, that if you roll, I think it's a despair. I can immediately use it to have you hit Koi. Well, <laughs> so good thing. Roll, I didn't. don't roll despair. <laughs> uh, so that is eight damage. Uh, my advantage oh my. does not come up to my critical. And three pierce. Okay. Yep. You, so this is a, this is a minion horde. This is a group. So three minions, you essentially shoot and you take one of them out. With your with your shot, as uh, you fire in, uh, and you're going to. So mechanically, it's going to reduce the group size uh, to two. It looks like. Okay. All right. Okay. Very nice. Uh, who's next? Uh, I'll shoot at the nightmare horrors. All right. Uh, let's see. It goes on to there. Sorry. The, character sheet one word uh okay so saw you're firing again so you're back with puri you're in short range you're trying to fire at the things that are hacking away at koi in the middle of the doorway mm -hmm. uh go right ahead yeah no extra defense or anything on these things you're firing would you like an audience boost sure okay Ooh. Oh. You're firing. It's just there's it's such a chaotic area. Like between Nico still standing there, Koi is standing there. These things are one of them Nico's fell. Nico's not standing. Nico, you fell down. Oh, that's right. You're down. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Nico is burning alive uh, on the ground in front of you, uh, probably distracting you. But you do have two advantage. So whoever goes next uh, and rolls a check next can take a can take a boost die. All right. So that was saw. Um, 
when he goes down, like you got injured too badly, or yeah, I'm unconscious. Oh, do you have to roll another critical injury? Oh yeah, uh, I forgot that. We, I thought we did. Did we not? I don't think so. No, you're right. I don't recall you rolling a new one. Oh, that's oh, I don't 82. know if high is good that's or low. Oh, high um, is not 82 good. is winded. Wow. I cannot voluntarily suffer strain to gain additional move. Oh, one second. Hang on. Uh, actually, oh, you get you're vicious. It's vicious, I believe. Let me double check. I have something that's vicious. Let me make sure. Oh God. Nope, nope. The, it's the it's the nightmare horde that's vicious. Not uh, not you. You're yeah. good. You're fine. Okay, because vicious means you add like I think twenty. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't remember the number exactly. It's All ten right. plus the number. I didn't realize you were down. The rating it would have of you. Yeah, times the rating. I mean, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, that is saws. So saw you shot. You unfortunately missed. Uh, yeah. Okay, so who's next? Uh, you go, Murtaugh. Okay. I'll go ahead and sprint on all fours towards the sword. Okay. And land a punch with my Virbui. Maneuver into engaged. You've got your... So Murtaugh has this, uh, like, these sort of... Is the Vira, Virabui? So, it's, yeah, it's like ex, an exoskeleton will enhance my punches here. Okay. So you brawl... So roll your, roll your test. So you swing away at this thing. You'd like a boost. Did I get something from the last roll? Yeah, you got one. You got one, one from blue. Saw already. Okay. Um, by the default mechanics of the game. Okay. Success. Uh, five damage. Five, five damage. Uh, not enough to take one of them out. So Dang. I don't want to break down how the minion the minion works, but the more damage you do, you eventually reduce the group size. With eight points on her shot, Piri was able to reduce. Your five is not enough to reduce the size, so it's still a size of two. As the minion group size reduces, their stats essentially reduce along with it. Uh, but that and is, with that advantage, I can reduce strain, right? Yes, you can. Uh, you can. You can take a strain back. Yeah, so you okay. can. I think it's one. I think it's like a one for one deal. Okay, sounds good. Uh, so that's Murtaugh's turn. Uh, are we going then to Koi at this point since Steven's out again? Yeah, I'll just uh, go for the doggies. All right. Try and get one of them down. Okay, so right, right in your business. Go right ahead. Okay. Eight points of damage. Uh, so that is enough to take out. Yeah, you're going to reduce the size... You're gonna reduce the group size again, so that so the so essentially you take one more of them out. One is still standing. One of these creatures, these hideous looking creatures. Uh, another Vulwraith, uh, you think, uh, with that some sort of control collar around their neck. You take them down. And there's just one left uh, in your immediate area. You've got three advantages as well. Do you want to do anything with All them? All right, I'm gonna. It's is it two to give a bonus dice, right? Yeah, two. Yeah. Okay, I'll give. Uh, a bonus dice, and then I'm going to reduce my strain and then basically just spend it right away to get use defensive stance, which will put me up to three defense in melee. Okay. Sounds great. All right. Uh, Nico is unfortunately unconscious again. I told you you're going to be glass and paper. I told you it was going to happen. I, oh. I built him as a glass ah, cannon. Crap. I, accidentally, <laughs> I accidentally ended the encounter. Uh, okay, we but we know how it Look goes. I go we first, won. and then you guys <laughs> you go. go first. Super simple. Then, yeah. yeah. All right, security chief. Uh, let's see. Actually, no, let's start with the nightmare herd. He's right there. Um, 
two targets between Murtaugh and Coy. So I'll just 50-50 at one to three. It'll be Murtaugh. Uh, it'll be Murtaugh. So it'll it'll hack away at Murtaugh. Uh, Murtaugh, do you have any defense? Yeah, I've got uh, one on defense spacesuit. For melee? Yeah. Okay, so that's going to give me a setback die. All right, I'm going to rip it. Uh, that is a failure, unfortunately. Uh, so one failure, one, adva uh, one advantage. Um, it tr tries to hack away at you, but you managed with your uh, with your reinforced arms from your veer buoy to block the attempts for it to clamp down. It's opening its mouth, this huge maw on the side of its face, tries to clamp down into your arm, but it clinks against the metal exoskeleton that you have along your upper body. Uh, next up, it's going to be... I'm gonna have the security personnel, uh, the other minion group fire. Uh, since I took Murtaugh last time, I'll shoot at Koi. Koi, how much three. range defense do you have? All right, three. So, oh boy. And I'm trying to remember. Okay, so here we go. All right, so this is a success. They do get through, they fire eight points of damage. Uh, I do have five threat for you all to spend, however. Oh as my they gosh. just tuck up from behind their counters and start firing away at the large uh, extra in the middle of the doorway. Uh, so that's uh, eight points of damage. And don't forget soak if you have it to reduce it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then finally, the... Can we so spend three of that to say that they shot up something... That would help like, us. Shoot up the doggies. Uh, is it? Hang on. Is it three? Let's see. Three threat. I think it's just. It's a when you're firing in. I think it's despair that you spend to to attack your thing or attack your ally. I believe. We can say either. Yeah, three would just give us a significant advantage in the encounter, such as yeah, accidentally blasting controls. Yeah, yeah. Um, we could say they, if you want, we could say they accidentally blast the controls uh, of the door so the door doesn't have to be, they can't kind of securely close it. You can also, if you want, just give the next character to go and there's about to be someone to go, a series of setback die if you want as well. To make yeah, that could be good. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. All right, because the security chief's going to charge in uh, to the fight with their blade. So they're going to... Come in and swing away at their with their blade at this point in their hand. Okay, and so they're going to swing. I'm gonna do the same thing. I have two choices: Murtaugh, Koi. Same deal. Uh, it's gonna go for Koi this time. What's your melee defense? Three. All right, and then plus a bunch of defense die. Plus, I have the other ones from the threat as they charge yeah. in. So this is gonna be hard to hit. But here we go. Uh, that is a failure. Uh, did get a triumph though. Look at that. Three threat that you guys can do something with. Um, if there's something that you can think of. Can he fall prone? Absolutely. So he comes swinging in. There's blood on the ground from Nico and from these nightmare hordes. Uh, and he just slips and falls prone uh, with his triumph. Finally, Nico did something. 
Uh, okay, Nico um, doesn't have that much blood. We <laughs> lost it all in the last encounter. This is mostly just flesh smell. He sounds smells like a little. Didn't campfire. you get all of like the goo from that creature all over you when you went true, up close? He spit on me. That's true. He spit on me. <laughs> Whoever rolls next, upgrade one of your difficulty die from a purple die to a D twelve, a red D twelve. That'll that'll be my my triumph expenditure. Ooh. Oh shit! Ooh, and okay. that is that is my turn. All of them are all of them have gone. Uh, the there's one of these nightmare hordes left. The security chief is also in melee. Those two are in melee or engaged oh. with Koi and Murtaugh. The rest of the personnel are still at short range, firing from behind various counters uh, inside the lab. Uh, anywhere you guys want to go? Yeah, I'll claim the combat. Just keep punching at the horde. The horde. Okay. Last yeah. remaining of it. Go right ahead. Again, upgrade one of your purple die. So when you look on your, when you when you get the pop-up window, look to the right and you'll see, there you go, you got it. Perfect. Nice. Still a success for five damage. Still a success and five damage is exactly enough actually. Uh, so describe your kill, Murtaugh, so I can stop doing it. Yeah, the hydraulics on my exoskeleton charge up when I land the impact. A loud shock just comes out against its jaw. And you bursting see- it. And there's multiple jaws, and so you just one of them just rips, and the flesh of the head just kind of rips apart as the jaw goes hurling off to the side, and it collapses now. So now there's only two enemy mobs currently in combat. Uh, who is next? That's Murtaugh. Can I heal oh. Nico? Sure. Uh, Nico. I do have a medic, uh, medicum. Medicine. So I would get it's... one wound for each success. Okay. How far down Ooh. are you, Nico? Um, I need six uh, wounds to get up, and a dermal uh, sealer would give me three at this point. Two, three, yeah. Okay. I don't have a dermal sealer, but I do have Medicum, which allows my character to heal other characters' wounds and critical injuries without penalty, as well as my own by increasing the difficulty. Uh, if And then if I do generate three threat or one despair, um, my supplies are depleted. Okay. So you're going to rip a test. And then if I could get a heal, a a die. Am I using, do I get a penalty, you said? No. So it's only if he's on yourself, it sounds like. You get the penalty. Yeah, that's only if it's, yeah. Yeah, that's how how I read it too. And you just roll medicine and each success is one wound. He gets back up. Agreed. Yeah. I got a threat. Um, Five more wins. rounds of this. Yeah, <laughs> eventually, I'll get you up. Uh, I can so, only get the medicine once an encounter. Yeah. Oh, he's done. He can't get him up there. Yeah, you got. You heal him once, uh, so it'll be a little bit longer before he's able to get back. So, in. if Piri goes next, can I spend a strain so that I can both use my dermal stuff, which hasn't been used before, so it should still be at a five, mm, and then take it, a shot? It's receiving it right. Nico, yeah, it's, it's on the body that it has gets diminishing it, yeah. returns. Yeah, you can still uh, use it on him, but it's only going to heal him for three. And he okay. would still be short, too. Okay, so I'll spend the strain. Just, just stop letting him distract everybody <laughs> and shoot. <gasps> She's gonna do it. Uh, what are you shooting at? You've got the in melee with Koi and Murtaugh is the security chief with this long ceremonial blade. Through the door, much more difficult to hit are the security personnel that are firing uh, at Koi and Murtaugh. The close one. Okay. Okay. So you're firing into melee with your allies. Go for it. Uh Uh-huh. 
I'm just saying that in case a despair pops up. That's all. Sure, sure, sure. I took an audience. Ooh, oh, gosh. Uh, that is unfortunately a straight up fail. You fire, you miss Man. this. Security chief is a little bit quicker than those uh, those nightmare horrors, which were just kind of lumbering, almost feral-like creatures. <laughs> uh, I think Koi is the only one left. Yeah. Uh, so Koi will go for the prone to security chief, and mm-hmm. she'll try and kind of maneuver a little bit to let Murtar have a clear path to the minions behind them. And she'll say, I'll, I'll take this this uh, handsome fella. And she'll just go and like pile drive him into the ground. Um, so do I, what's the bonus for prone? Yeah, so I was actually just looking it up. Uh, I'm not sure what it is off the top of my head. I mean, at the very least, you'll get some sort of a blue die. Or die. So let me see if I can. Let me see if it's in the. It is in the uh, index. One sec. Uh, let's see. Uh, attacking while prone. Uh, prone characters are harder to hit, so they someone attacking a prone gets a setback. A uh, character gains Range boost attacks. when attacking with a melee attack. But it's blue. Okay. Yeah. yeah. D6. Do you want an audience D6 as well? Yeah. Uh, no, it's okay. Should be okay. Okay. Uh, all right. Oh, I'm critting this guy. Yeah. Uh, okay, and you're vicious too, so that's going to yeah, be so plus, uh, plus ten. Yeah, it's a D100, right? Yeah, it's plus. Yeah, so it's going to be D100 plus ten. Okay, Let me roll it. Just add ten to it. I got it right oh. there. Oh, we both did it. Oh, uh, we'll take mine. I'll take, you know. We'll take yours. It's fine. It's fine. It's <laughs> a uh, so 93 then for me. Oh dear. Uh, the did I say we're going to take yours? Uh, <laughs> uh, at the brink, targets up for. Two strain extra each time they perform an action until this critical injury is healed. That sucks. Oh my gosh, that's actually is bad. That's really bad. <laughs> it's every time they perform. Is it an action? They perform an action, action okay, not yeah. maneuver. Okay, good. Wow. So anytime they do anything, they take strain. Yeah. I think she's sucks. like having going into like a rage where she's just like bashing his head into the ground and she's like screaming that she's so sick of this day and people's decision making and she's like losing her mind (laughs) (laughs) okay uh and also eight damage uh so the fact that they didn't took the soak off it's done you've done some damage and you've done a very good critical injury all right top of the round uh and i will get to go again they're going to uh, I think considering what you just did, they're going to turn their attention to you and they're going to the security chief will hack away at you. Um, you have five, you had five advantages, by the way, in your, what did yeah, you I used four of them for the critical and then I used one to remove my stream. Okay. Sorry. Got it. Uh, what's your melee defense again? Three. All right. So oh yeah. I'll just get it back up. Okay. So I'm going to swing at you with its blade. See how that works out. That's a failure. That's one threat. Um, yeah. Just stop it. That, but they stop took, it. Lay down. They took two strain as well. Uh, okay. Then the security personnel will go next. They're going to fire at Murtaugh. Murtaugh, do you have any ranged defense? Yeah, it's one as well. All right. Because in your freaking defense. Uh, that nothing happens. Oh, Everything cancels roll. each other out. Just fires oh away, gosh. putting holes in the walls on either side. Uh, okay. Uh, 
Okay. Next up is you guys. What do you guys want to do? Uh, missing all those bullets towards me, I'll run into the room. Okay. Get engaged get, with the personnel. Absolutely. So you, you run around one of these counters where they were shooting from behind and now you're up in their business. Uh, they do have melee defense one, so add one black D6 to your rolls. Got it. Okay. Still success. Four damage. Nice. Four damage. Four damage uh, is actually, you take one out. There's a group of four of these guys, and you do manage to take one of them out. So you do reduce the group size to three. As you run around and with that, that exoskeleton, just punch one of them in the head. Their head slams down against the counter and they collapse to the ground, their head wobbling back and forth as if their neck has now been broken. Uh, that's Murtaugh. Who's next? Uh, Koi will continue to ragdoll this guy. Just throwing it. around the whole room. <laughs> this guy's in rough shape. Rough shape, you might say. I'll use an audience dice. Got it. Ooh, ooh. Okay. Ooh. I'll tell you, first of all, your base damage at eight damage, even with its soak, is enough to kill him. So you still have a triumph to spend after this guy goes down. Okay. I think the triumph would be she's, you know, losing her marbles a bit and just kind of beating this guy into a bloody pulp. And then she just turns and throws his body at the minions like probably knocking some guy out or just knocking them prone or something like she okay. just just you lift them up and you, as your attack you just lift them up and hurl them into the room they go sliding across they bang their head and they smash into the minion group that Murtaugh is next to knocking that minion group prone I like it let's do it okay uh, she'll go walk over to the scientists after okay and you spend your maneuver to, to hurry up and you can see that, you know, Ungala Finn is there. You can see, uh, uh, what was it called? Uh, I can't remember the name of the freaking Nas, uh, Nas Roca. Uh, but you can see at the very least Ungala Finn, the, the, the Hylar, the kind of squid like person inside of their water breathing suit. They're very, very happy to see you. Uh, it's Kira Sash. Sash. Thank you. No, Sash is, um, Sash is the name of the, the cat. It was like Rook or Root or, Something it's in my nose. I just don't want to pull it up. Sa and Piri, what do you guys want to? What do you? What do you two want to do? Shooting. Okay, it's going to be increased difficulty though. Take add a, add a setback die uh, as it's difficult to hit them. Actually, add two of them because they do actually have range defense as well. So add two setback die to your attack. <laughs> uh, that is seven damage. You still get through, uh, and that is enough once more to reduce the group size down to two so one of them as they're trying to get up from being knocked prone their head just peeks out from above from behind that counter shot rings out from the hallway and there's a hole in the head and this from temple to temple and we see the side of the counter on the other side where the bullet ends up uh and then sa what are you up to uh, so is there a way to contact our ship and have it docked to the ship so we can leave? Sure. Uh, I think that sounds Nico great. Nico has uh, a combied in his ear. We are 10 minutes away from three hours exactly. and I do want to finish in 10 minutes. So I'm going to say yes, absolutely. In yeah, fact, so you hear a crackling and Krieg's voice comes through and you hear it on Nico's combied who's laying on the ground. 
It's like, hey, uh, hey, you, uh, hey, you little green guy. Uh, hello. Oh, you, you killed yourself, didn't you? You, you blew yeah, yourself up. That's what happened, isn't Sa it? Sa will grab the comm feed and she'll talk to him. Uh, uh, hurry up. Uh, I need you to dock to the ship. We've got them, but we need to Dock to the leave. ship? Dock to yeah, the ship? There's like, a, there's like a thousand ships here. Which, which one am I docking to? And she shoots some coordinates with her savant. Sure. Okay. We'll say we'll we'll say that's your turn, and he will find some kind of yeah. He'll he'll figure it out. Yeah, that and works. she'll assist on whatever end she needs to. That's what Saw is basically doing while you okay. guys kill people. All right, and probably for the last time, I'm gonna roll an attack on the uh, on this uh, on this Murtaugh guy uh, as. Uh, the personnel here, they'll stand. Um, yeah, they'll stand and do you have range defense? I'm going to add some range defense die here. You have one. Okay. And plus they get an extra one from shooting in melee and they're going to fire away. They will fail because they suck. Uh, and they start <laughs> shooting and shooting. Yeah. Some of these overhead lights just crackle and explode as they miss uh, once more, despite you standing right in front of them. Uh, okay. Uh, let's... You guys are not going to have any issues, I think, taking them out. So we'll go ahead and break initiative. And what I'll say is, because we're getting pretty late into this, let's let's come together with the narrative conclusion here. You've Because you've effectively pushed through the security, at least the outer security, to get to your people and some of their machinery. You haven't found Bertod Reek, but at the very least you found your people. So walk and you hear Krieg is, is kind of giving you an ETA, where he's gonna be, where he's gonna be. And you're like telling him you're on starboard side, starboard side. And you know, he's like, uh, if, it's okay if I can't, uh, if I can't find an airlock, uh, I'll make a hole. So uh, look for a hole. Uh, what do you all, how would you all kind of, I'll give everyone to sort of like um, a beat to just sort of narrate what happens between this moment winning this fight and getting off the ship onto the bounty and getting the hell out of here. So everyone just take a turn and just tell me what your, your person's doing. So Piri is greedy. And so she is taking her bag and she's looking around here for whatever looks like expensive gear <laughs> or okay. anything that looks like it's going to, uh, have high resale value and she's like kind of looking around at everything and she just like looks at something picks it up and just says like can we for me can we for me and she's just throwing stuff in her bag you are in a lab and there is a significant amount of stuff in here that isn't isn't from your own your own scientists so yeah you start collecting some of these tablets you see savants lying around uh that are in these cabinets here and there similar to what Sal has and so you just start throwing them into the bag, figuring out exactly what kind of research this this creepy CEO was doing. Uh, and so, yeah, you collect it. That sounds great. Who's who's next? I'll help the research team make sure they're all okay. Okay. So you are actually part of the research team. That's the interesting thing is, Murtaugh, you, you're not one of the scientists necessarily, but you are, uh, like you, you are an engineer. So you're a machine engineer for them. Uh, and so... You'll see that Rit, who is the name of the Nas uh, that uh, that we couldn't think of before, he comes running after you, and you can see he's extraordinarily happy to see you. But he's looking up and saying, "Where's Sash? Where's Sash?" 
And that's the, and you know that they're back on the ship. Was, was Sash the mole? No, Sash was not the mole. So okay. Nas Roca are a symbiotic species. Like that's literally, if you, if you play them as a character, you, you play two different people. And so the Sash are, oh, I see. are like cats. Uh, and then, and then the, uh, excuse me, the, uh, the Roca are basically cats and the Nas are these tiny little, uh, like yeah, don't worry. It's, she's on the ship. We got her. And so Riddle start climbing up on your back. It's not quite as comfortable up here, but uh, okay. And so they're basically sitting on the back of your neck and your head's getting weighted down as they're trying to maneuver and get themselves. And they're tugging on your hair here and there, uh, on your fur. Uh, like, eh, eh, it just, it's, it's uncomfortable, but this'll do. This'll do. All right. Uh, Koi or Sa or Nico, I'm fine with us saying like you're, your eyes start to pop open. You're exhausted. You, you can have a narrative action here as well. Um, yeah, Koi would, as Nico's waking up, she'd be like, hmm, I better hurry. And she'll grab his fanny pack as he's like getting into consciousness. And she's <laughs> going to uh, basically trigger all the grenades into the research room and blow up all the science stuff as we're making our escape and fantastic detonate everything. He stole yeah. my boom. You hear, you hear Krieg on the on the the comp beat like, ah, uh, just uh, yeah, just go uh, go to the rear of the ship. You're gonna find a hole and uh, you find me. And so you you all start with you know Murtaugh escorting the scientists. Piri, you've got your your sack filled with all these different savants and other equipment. Uh, and Koi, you grab as you're dragging Nico out. You rip his uh, fanny pack off. You trigger all the grenades. Throw it back into the lab. Uh, Nico saw, what are you two doing? Give me a narrative action. Here. Yeah. So Nico was trampled by the giant monster. Uh, he was blown up by a grenade and nothing hurt him more than seeing Koi pull that pin and get to be the one to throw it. So he's just very defeated here and like, just kill me, just kill me now. So as you get to the, the rear of the ship, you see that like you, you guys feel the ship shaking uh, as if it just took fire. And you kind of pass into and through the engine room. You see a lot of personnel in here, but they don't seem like soldierly personnel. They look just more like people who are operating and they're all kind of taking cover or they're running around with, uh, you know, like looking concerned. And you can see there's more than a number of pressurized tanks in here, Nico. And you also see a big hole in the side of the ship. And outside of it, there is the bounty kind of hovering in place. And you can see... Like this, uh, this door on the side is opened up. Like one of your airlock doors is opened up, and there you can see Krieg. It's not Krieg because Krieg's piling the ship, but you can see there is uh, is Sash, the 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 Roca, and we'll say also Administrator Win, uh, the kind of cowardly uh, looking Winu, who are both there and they're kind of waving at everybody to sort of just 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 jump across. And you can see that they've tried to extend some kind of like, you know, hover, hover extension that you might do to connect two ships in space or something like that. So Nico, what would you like to do? Are you saying I could explode the yes, pressurized air capsules? Boom. I'm giving you a boom. Uh, Nico's going to shoot at him, of course. Okay. Saw, what are you doing? Uh, mine would have been before the uh, room got blown up. Saw would have okay. been just collecting uh, information to figure sure. out what they, what knowledge this guy had. 
So Piri, you're collecting physical items. Saw you're getting into whatever of the consoles that haven't been burnt. And yeah, as she's Koi's, even ripping them if she needs yeah, to. Yeah, and you're just, just ripping like hard drives, so to speak, right? You're just yeah. grabbing those things. Mm-hmm. And as you all one by one kind of hop across, you grab hold of these tethers, climb in. Nico, you just turn around, you look inside, you see a few of these security personnel coming up, getting ready to fire at you. You take one shot with your with your rifle. Uh, one of these pressurized tanks, and the engine room explodes. With that, you hear you hear creak. All right, y'all, uh, go ahead and uh, buckle in. This is going to be a bumpy ride. And you guys feel the sudden jolt of the bounty uh, as he begins to ascend into the Atmo and getting the hell off of Wellen before the remainder of Bertod Reek's uh, personnel are able to respond quickly enough. And we will go ahead... And we will end there after, uh, as you as all <laughs> successfully get away with the uh, with the science team in tow. Okay, Yay. very nice. Oh my god, in two booms. Yes, yes. Okay. Ah, well. Anyway, that uh, that was uh, Embers of the Imperium for Genesis RPG. Uh, it's been out for a couple months now. Physical copies, PDFs, etc. If you are uh, if you are familiar with Twilight Imperium, the board game, this is the same setting. Uh, hopefully, we'll come back to it at some point. I think I I like the setting, I like the systems, things I like about it. There's things that I think slow it down, but it's pretty fun. Um, any? Do we need to do any plugs? Yeah, we gotta do plugs. What do we got going on Monday? Uh, is our next game. We got Horror of the New York Express, Call of Cthulhu. Uh, you should see us playing that. Melissa and I are in that game. Tuesday, Stephen, what do we got going? Tuesday is Forbidden Lands. Jeff and Melissa are in that. Uh, Kipser's in the chat. She's in there too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The party is uh, having some trouble being stuck under an icy glacier. So we're going to see how they get out of there. Yeah, that's true. It was Boom. a very rough session last time. Boom sounds good. We should do that. We'd probably have all the ice fall on us. Uh, let's see. Next Friday, we're back to Conan. We've been, at, we've been on a break from Conan, so we're going to get back to that. Aaron, uh, one of our friends who was in this game, he was Krieg. He's gonna he's gonna run that. And next Saturday, we are back to One Ring after our break from, from Twilight Imperium. Evan, got anything going on? No. Okay. Thank you to everyone <laughs> who hung out tonight. Thank you to those of you who threw us some bits and all that all that good stuff. We're going to go ahead and raid our our friends at the Boys from the Baltic Star. Uh, go ahead. Follow that. Follow the raid. We'll see y'all later. Have a good rest of your weekend. Bye-bye. <laughs>